Welcome everyone to episode 53 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm here with Doug and Owen. And today we've got a Valentine's Day themed episode. We're going to be talking about Crazy Stupid Love and we're going to be doing a draft of our favorite couples who appear in non-romantic movies or, or movies that don't have romance as the main genre, if you will. Um, but we could start with what we watched this past week. Unless do we want to stay on Valentine's Day theme and talk about our love life instead of what we watched this week? Um so no. like <laughs> uh grinder isn't really working out for me okay. like that. <laughs> um uh <laughs> I was just told to, I I was supposed to go on I, I like this close. Can I just say I I've been I've been trying working very hard. Not working very hard makes it sound wrong. I've been <laughs> I've been wanting to go see the Anyone But You Valentine's Day release that comes out this weekend and, and hoping to find a date to do that with. And I and I thought that I was gonna go see it with somebody. And then today they texted me and they were like, Hey, I'm still not over my ex. So I don't think this is gonna work. And I was like, This is like this is kind of the go to for people on dating apps, huh? That, Tom and not Kevin W. Thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, we can talk about we can talk about what we watched. Um, I'm gonna go last this time. Owen, what did you watch this week? Or I, I watched... guess these past five days. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because we're recording this early because I'm shooting a film tomorrow, so I can't yeah. can't record normal episode day. Um, and then on Sunday I'm seeing the before trilogy like back like just back to back to back. So my day is like kind of booked yeah. there. I rewatched Peeping Tom for a class. Uh, it's a horror class, and we're kind of just talking about uh, voyeurism and stuff like that. So we watched some Rear Window. It was weird because she was like, she said, like, I don't think Hitchcock's a good guy. So we're not going to watch the entirety of Rear Window. I'm going to just show you clips, <laughs> which was like, okay, that was it was really bizarre. Um, what does she mean like, that he's not a good guy? Like, like morally? Like, yeah, yeah it, it was he really was a guy bizarre. that was born in like the. It was really like weird. Like, <laughs> she's a she's a character for sure, but like it was it was weird to be like, I'm not like into Hitchcock morally, so we're gonna watch this movie in clips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's weird to show. The um, only time I watched clips in a film class was for my film music class because you don't really need to watch the full. Like it was just yeah, like, that makes you know sense. I mean? She kind of just wanted us to get like an idea of the plot of. I've already seen Rear Window, so yeah. shout out. I don't know, it was weird. So we watched Peeping Tom, like that was homework. Um, and then I I watched Maps uh, Maps of the Stars, like 20 minutes before we're recording this. Um, it's a Cronenberg film that came out in 2014. Um, that's really fun. It's, it's about like Hollywood um, and stuff like that. It's weird. It's a weird movie. It, it reminds me, it's not um like a, based on uh, the same book as like author don DeLeo as the cosmopolis movie which also was cronenberg but it has that same kind of dialogue uh vibe to it that i think cronenberg does a really good job with it's not a body horror film it's really not much of a horror film it's it's quite interesting though it's more of like a drama julian moore's in it um uh, robert pattinson the uh I don't. It's which I don't know how to say her last name, but uh, she's oh, in a yeah. bunch. Wasikowska. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's okay. phenomenal. She's the lead in that. Um, she's also in a. Uh, it was a Parchek Wook movie. Uh, Stoker. Stoker. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was interested in that. She's, I think she's a really interesting actor. Um, but that's pretty much my week. I didn't. It's you know we're short week here. Yeah. Um, also, I've just been busy with stuff. So when was she, she was in the devil all the time? I don't remember that. Oh, she's like way down on the yeah. Cast. She's a minor role, she, but she's. I mean, she was no, I didn't the know lead she... in those those Tim Burton Alice movies. She right. was in Crimson Peak, which is phenomenal. Um, and then I mean, working with Cronenberg, Del Toro, uh, Park Chan Wook. I mean, she's kind of made the room on those kind of like big odd tours even though she's not like a huge name but i think she really she's really good but she's not been in too much recent like she kind of did like 2014 that like early to uh 2010s era she was pretty big but she hasn't been uh yeah it's, it seemed like uh maybe um studios bet on her with those yeah, alice in wonderland yeah, movies yeah. and then the bet didn't pay off well, I mean, the oh. first Alice in Wonderland in 2010, that made that movie made a lot of money. Um, so, I mean, like her leading a like big franchise like that makes sense for them to like push her out um, as like this big star. But it's interesting. Like, it's not like she's like they didn't really put her in like block more like blockbuster things. Like she actually was working with like some really interesting directors, which is cool. Yeah, true. Real. Uh, is that your whole? That's your whole five days. Yeah, no, it's, right. I mean, I watched. I rewatched some like short stuff just for prep for my film, but nothing like major worth noting. What What were you up to, Doug? Hit us. With I it. watched. Uh, I watched Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> yeah, and I watched, and then I rewatched Zoo Warriors from the Magic Mountain, which uh, I I. It was like referenced on um, last episode that we did with that guy uh suey hark it's like just one of those guys for me man i rewatched this movie and i'm like this is so freaking awesome <laughs> mm-hmm. um because movies have, have such like a like an amazing energy to them and um like so much fun kind of like 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 it's ex- like experimenting uh, might give people the wrong idea but it's like experimenting with how to do physical comedy and how to communicate certain like action sequences. Uh, and it's like, it's, it's really neat stuff. Um, so I rewatched that and that those are the only movies I watched since we last recorded this yeah, podcast. It's then, huh? Um, I watched Claire's knee, a Romare film. I have a few more to go. I have one more film in his six moral tales, and then I have to watch two more of his uh, four seasons movies, and then I'll have both of those kind of series complete. Um, Claire's knee was really good, though. Gorgeous movie. Um, bit strange story wise, if you know what happens in the movie. But um, and then I watched I watched a few movies on a little uh, like virtually with my with my friend and she uh, she was like she was like am I gonna get mentioned on the podcast and I was like if you want me to and then she was like oh I'm not gonna listen to it anyway and I was like oh okay well <laughs> good to know I guess <laughs> so anyway she's not listening but if she is listening she's not but you know I mentioned you um we watched sleeping with other people which was cute movie cute little romance um Jason Sudeikis is in it uh I don't know that it's I don't know. I've I've heard a lot about the movie in the past. People had told me that I would like it. I the the romance is a little bit questionable, I would say, but it all works out in the end, I guess. Um, and then the other movie we watched together was Crazy Stupid Love, which you know we'll be talking about on the podcast. Um, and then I watched Michael Mann's The Insider, which is a perfect movie. May, 
maybe the most uh, I have to watch the rest of his movies, but maybe the most Kevin movie out of all the Michael Mann movies uh, outside of like Miami Vice, I guess, which is also very me. Um, but I love like I love the in, like the investigative journalism kind of movies, like uncovering deep secrets and like evil corporations and, and bad governments and stuff like that stuff is always fascinating to me. And that's very much what the insider is. Um, and it also just it has like three of the best performances. Uh, they all fucking rock. Um, and then I watched Lisa Frankenstein yesterday, which we are not talking about on the podcast, but it did come out this past <laughs> weekend. Um, yeah, it's people a, are liking it. It's, people are, yeah, people are enjoying it. I, I strongly recommend that if you are going to the theaters at this time of year, considering <laughs> the, the crop of movies that is Yeah, playing, we're in a bad... It's, 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 yeah, it's I mean, bad. listen, Dune comes out. Dune 2 comes out in a couple of weeks. If you need something to hold you off until then, I would recommend going to see Lisa Frankenstein. Which it's really... It's funny because dune should not be coming out in no, like, February, march yeah. <laughs> but the no. fact that it is coming out is like this is the only like thing worth talking I about do, I, do like, <laughs> I do like typically and i think every year kind of has one of these movies at least but there's always one of my favorite movies of the year that comes out in like the early parts of the year and then like most of the good stuff comes out at the end yeah. you know or like in the summer um but i like when there's like in this case, a Dune too. No, I, it it makes nice sense to, just, like, to spread really things movie. out more, like so we could actually get more good movies, like in yeah. random months. But it's like it's a rough time no, right now for, for things. Listen, it's probably still going to like do all the things it would have done had it come out at a different time, though. Like even if it comes out this early in the year, it's probably still going to, you know, have. 12 oscar nominations yeah no i i don't think it'll affect like you're really concerned uh, that much um uh, I think it, is, it is weird okay, I mean, we'll, see, is, we'll see okay is dune 2 going to make is dune 2 going to gross one billion dollars yeah. in the worldwide box office i don't no. think so but i do think it's going to do better than the first movie i'll say a hondo Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if it did worse than the first movie, or... that would be such a colossal, did... tremendous yeah, no, failure. No it would way. be a How huge, like dumpster first... fire of a failure. You give me like four hundred, four hundred million. I want to say. Like, yeah. No. I, I, I would say. I would say like. Would be like that. I'd say seven hundred easy. Yeah, I think it like, does. I don't know. I, I, I they're think really, it's they're so really big. going all out too. The press tour is big. The the praise is big. You got Christopher Nolan saying it's like the best movie he's ever seen or something. Yeah. I um, wouldn't be if it made a billion. Like I wouldn't be so shocked, but I don't think it. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna bet on that. Well, it it is helpful that, like we said, it's coming out at a time of the year where nobody else has gone to the movies for any other reason. So that always helps. But yeah, I but I think like sort like if you're ever you're going to the movies a lot, I think you're more likely to just see. You know, like if it's like if you're not going sure. to the theaters. Sure. Yeah. I don't like, think that. I don't know. The, it, I think it does help yeah, being in like a movie mood, and it's like, oh, there's so many good movies, you know. Yeah, I had a coworker, um, and this isn't maybe this might not mean anything. <laughs> but I had a coworker, and I brought up Dune too, and he was like, oh man, I love Dune. Like that, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that first Dune movie a lot. He had no idea this the new Dune movie was coming no out like, this month. Yeah, yeah. Well, no yeah what, did, what did what did they think when it ends the way that it does? Though, are they just like they're not? Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure they assumed there was a sequel. Another one was coming out, just not when. Yeah, yeah. no. You, okay. it, if you're not online or not going to the theater, 
I mean, yeah, I guess, but I just feel like the the promo has been strong. It's kind of hard to avoid. Uh, where though? What do you mean online. the promo's been strong? Like um, yeah, on Twitter there, because sure, we follow people that are really excited for Dune. No, but like, there's that one. I every <laughs> overly excited for the bad I get is the <laughs> TikTok ad. They just like it's the same like three. They even yes. they have like ads that aren't even really ads. It's just like Austin Butler and Timothy Chalamet answering a question, and it has like five million likes on TikTok. Anyway. Uh, we're going off on a tangent. Uh, okay, let's talk about Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, I have several thoughts, several questions. But first, I want to know, is I know it was the first time Owen's seen it. Doug, is this the first time you've seen this movie? No, I have seen it before. Oh, I just didn't it. remember. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What? Um, no, I was just going to ask you guys, because the, cause, like, the movie is quite I've seen clips online famous i will say for, <laughs> for like the twist in the movie like that's like the, the famous i didn't remember the twist i didn't remember uh, that but how you guys reacted to it because it's you know it's that's silly like memorized from the I, movie the most uh that whole climax in crazy stupid love that whole twist that you're talking about where it's like the big reveal of oh they're related or whatever yeah. um that's uh was very funny that whole that whole the whole um, scene is awesome scene, like, i think is very funny all out of everything surrounding it is very silly um yeah i don't know i was just curious what your reaction i really was. like when ryan gosling punches kevin bacon um, yeah that, that that was very funny um i was like putting together like like i don't know like because i've seen like those the clips from that that third act thing like online it's like one of those like youtube clip classics or something that's just just all over the place but i wasn't like when i started the movie i wasn't like oh that's what's gonna happen like i didn't like think of that and then like as the movie was going on i was like oh this is that movie and i was like i don't know but it's fun i thought that part is fun i think uh emma stone is like the best part about this movie and she's not in it i mean I think she's so she's not, good she's here. In it. She's no, I know, it. but she's not like she's not in it as much as like there that whole that yeah, whole subplot okay, with the like babysitter and the kid. Well, that's what I was gonna to ask. Get you completely guys. chopped, and you just give me more Emma Stone. So that's the part of the movie that you don't like. Because I was gonna ask you guys where you stand on I don't with, care like, about that at all. Um, yeah, I wasn't gonna say that specifically, but more so that it's a kind I really, of, one of those romances with several subplots going on. Yeah. Um, it's trying to tell like multiple love stories at once. You know, love actually does the same thing, much worse. I think Julian Moore is really great. Yeah, I think Julian Steve Moore's Carell is just kind of doing his Steve Carell thing. Uh, Ryan Gosling's haircut is really here. stupid in this. Um, do you not do you not yeah. think that Steve Carell does the Steve Carell thing a bit better here than in other places? I feel like this is one. Are of you the asking best. if this movie's better than the Forty Year Old Virgin? <laughs> okay, sure. Well, I'm not like, comparing them. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, think... as, like, as in his like comedy. Like, I think I don't think like comedy wise. No, um, okay. I think he has some really sweet and like sincere moments. Yeah, that's, okay. Like, so like, perf- like Steve Carell performance, I should say. But I mean, I, I think he's, I don't like hate Steve Carell. Like, I think yeah, he's, no, I mean, so no. I, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't think it's like a crazy performance from him, though. Uh, yeah, that, like, I, mean, well, yeah. I think he's fun. 
I shouldn't have said compared to his other work because like obviously it doesn't compare to like Anchorman or something or you know I've never know. seen Anchorman. Okay, that's shout out uh, Adam McKay, <laughs> friend of the pod, <laughs> friend of the pod. Who? Adam, Adam McKay. McKay? Oh, Adam McKay. Oh, yeah. do we do we have to say that? Um, like, yeah, I he's, guess he's coming on next. Week. Are you being rude right now? Are you being well, disrespectful? I, famously, not a fan sure. of. Oh this well. Guy. Oh, this is breaking news. Oh. <laughs> yeah, wait, <laughs> Kevin, do you have some grievances oh. to bring up uh, with Adam? Oh, no, no, Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. Well, I miss. Yeah. I miss when he used Save to make. Save that for the episode when he comes on. Comedies. Um, I I miss when he used to make bad comedies <laughs> that were good and not bad comedies that are bad. Um, okay. <laughs> all right <laughs> like anchorman like anchorman was like when he was at the top of his game yeah um, that's what we're talking about adam mckay the director yeah. of anchorman no i'm aware have, have you have you paid attention to adam mckay should have directed crazy game? stupid love no didn't no. he die after he directed the first anchorman movie adam mckay <laughs> yeah rest in peace adam mckay yeah, rest in peace. Is, no no, okay. no 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 sir, like, <laughs> is adam mckay like did he not pass away after directing the first anchorman like what, what movies did he, did he make more movies I think Chris McKay just took yeah, over. Yeah. I think Chris oh, McKay just took over. He he did the Succession TV show. So why mm-hmm. wait? Is that what you're talking about? You don't like the Succession oh, TV show, God. Kevin? Oh okay. no, Kevin All famously right. doesn't right. like Succession. Yeah, famously don't. And he like says Succession. it's not as good as Anchorman, <laughs> and he wishes we got Anchorman Seven instead of Succession, because that's the prime time. You know, that's that's I missed 2016. Kevin says. I miss Succession. Um, okay, can we talk about Chris? This, this is an incredible, an incredible podcast we're running here. <laughs> um, yeah, um, okay. My thing with Crazy Stupid Love, <laughs> which um, we have to kind of make this, we have to go in a little bit because this is the yeah, main topic. Actual, we have to kind of make this an episode. Um, um, we all kind of vary uh, in terms of how we feel about this movie. But my Doug, biggest I thing think it's watchable. Yeah, it's super watchable actually. That's why people yeah. like it. And when the movie ended, I was like, um, why did they work so hard to make this movie? <laughs> I was no and that sounds really rude, but I was like, I I was what like mean, work so I, hard. this well, like this is like um because movies are hard to make, and this was like mm-hmm. obviously kind of like a difficult movie to make because there's so much going on, right? Like this sure. was probably a pretty long shoot. Um, not like you know, it's not like Dune, but like you know what I mean for like a for like a comedy like this. Sure. Um, and then the movie ended, and I was like, I do not recognize who these directors are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, these. Well, they these... did that movie with Will Smith. Um, I've like, seen those big clips yeah. too. A big yeah, big clip focus. Movie. Focus is a huge clip movie. You always sure. there. It's the scene where Will Smith and uh, Margot Robbie are at that like baseball game, and he's like talking about the guys who are like isn't it and like walking NFL up the stairs. Yeah. And that's not important. And they're it like walking a, up the yeah, stairs, man. and then they like he like says how many people are like gonna turn around or something. I used big to clip that. directors. I, These I really guys like, are really like, like fueling like TikTok clips and YouTube shorts and stuff like that. These guys are making bank off that. They're not making a dime. But this was um. But uh, the movie ended, and I was like, oh, I don't know these uh, filmmakers, and I was like, oh, this is like their first kind of like big movie that was like super mm-hmm. successful, you know? Yeah. Um, also, and like, then after the movie ended, I was like uh i don't know why did they it's like i don't know it's like, no, but it's like, what's the point? like uh i mean uh, it's a it's like studio rom-com you know like they're not like you it's not like they're usually attached to 
great directors they're attached to great casts like that's what you get you get like a rom-com you don't really care who's making it you care who's in it um because like that's the audience um which is kind of like i wanted to bring that up actually because well i guess i went already hinted at it with the subplot that he doesn't give a fuck about but um but i was just gonna kind of like try to pick your brain a little bit as to what appeals to you in a rom-com because obviously like i just mentioned these are not you know movies that are like visually the most interesting or anything like it's like you're you know uh and we talked about i guess like this past year with bottoms which you mentioned like movie that doesn't look very good but you don't care because it's funny and you enjoyed it so i like i wonder what about crazy stupid love for example is <clears throat> makes it just an average movie compared to like anyone but you which you just saw and really enjoyed you know yeah like, well i think what you're what you kind of said there with the um like we don't go for this for the director, the cast. Those movies are going to be really like all over the place in kind of enjoyment because it really had like the, the performance has to really like sit with me. Can you guys hear the fucking yeah. siren? Oh, we could hear it. It's okay. They're on, they're on their way, buddy. They're on their way. Buddy. What the <laughs> hell is going on? You could, you could just talk. It's okay. Um, I can no, see he, him. He can talk. He's they're right. coming to get him. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, no, but I think the performances are really like important, and it's gotta be like really hyper specific. So I yeah. really do like Emma Stone in here, and then I really don't really care about anyone else. Um, like with anyone but you, I think um, Sydney Sweeney and 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 whatever the fuck the other guy's name is are really phenomenal in terms of just like. Energy. Will Gluck? Not Will fucking Gluck. The guy Glenn in the movie, Powell. Glenn Powell. Yeah. I don't know. I but I also think I think these movies are just like random. I don't know. I don't think there's like okay. any like actual thing that matters. <laughs> it's just like it just has to like hit, man. Do you have because of his recent work somewhat of an anti-Ryan Gosling agenda? Because no. this is some well, of the best this is some of the I best don't think this Ryan is some of the best career. Ryan Gosling. That's no, because I don't want him to be funny. I don't think he should try to yeah, be funny. That was what like I was gonna say. <laughs> he's funny think... in this movie, but I'll say he's best at. I don't okay, sure, yeah. but like you but that does you know what I mean? Like you could still enjoy him being funny and then enjoy I don't him like his haircut he's... in this movie. Okay. Um you know what he's way scary. better at? You know what a movie he's way better in? Uh, Blade yeah, Runner 2049. Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> like, congrats. Blade Runner 2049 is a. Oh my god, forgive the Gray yeah. Man. Have you guys seen yeah, the Gray yeah. Man? Okay, not we're not sure. okay. Well, that's not a bad. Okay, come on. <laughs> um, um, but you know, like, my point is that he's good physical performance. He's funny when he's in. Oh, I don't movies, think he's bad he's in this movie. Be funny. No, he's good in this. Okay. He's really good in this. Okay, I think I, that's. I think he's my favorite but part I, of this movie. Despite yeah, the fact I don't know. They're weird. It's weird movies that I I don't really. For me, it's just like okay, that was fun. Yeah, uh, the movie's really watchable, and I think it's really fun. I think that okay. So, guys, <laughs> hi guys, welcome to the podcast. We're talking about we're crazy, stupid love. We're twenty. Oh. Yeah, I know that was the bit, Kevin. Oh. Kevin <laughs> hates. Bits. It's Kevin hates jokes. <laughs> Kevin hates laughter. I don't hate jokes. We don't need to. We don't need to explain to people what crazy, stupid love is. It's okay. yes, what yes, we, we do. Yes, we do. We, you, we do. Okay. okay, so okay, crazy, stupid love. 
the movie is about Steve Carell, Steve Carell. Um, who is getting a divorce with Julianne Moore. And then and Steve Carell. He tries, meets... he jumps out of a car and like totally valid response if Julianne Incredible Moore is bit. trying to divorce you. Incredible. Um, and then he like, yeah, that's what happens. And That's then the he <laughs> starts going to a bar where he meets Ryan Gosling, who is a very successful womanizer. Yes. And he te- and like he teaches Steve Carell his ways on how to sleep with random women. Yeah. And uh, and then he like sleeps with uh, he sleeps with Aunt May. Yeah, Marisa and Tomei. That does, right? not, that does happen. Question: do you, guys, <laughs> do you guys remember? Because I brought this up to my friend who I rewatched this movie with this past week and she had no idea that this was a thing there used to be a I think it was on MTV there somewhere there was like a show that was about guys who were pickup artists and it was like recording them in bars like picking up women (laughs) um ridiculous concept for a reality show like just it was probably terrible as well but, it was called uh, the pickup artist. Yes, there you go. Um, Ryan Gosling's character would have killed it on that show. Um, it was um, like I don't remember much of it, but I remember a lot of them being obviously like very creepy men, and also like kind of really bad at being pickup artists. Um, yeah, these men. I'm looking at some screen grabs yeah, from like the pickup artists. Yeah. <laughs> not attractive men at all yeah, I know. that's but like the wizards that's like the difference with ryan gosling in this movie is that he's you know ryan gosling but um but his character is a, a bit uh questionable i guess just like in terms of arc it's interesting to have a character who is just picking up different women every night and this then, movie ends like oh. may december also julian and Moore connection okay and can you same ending it's like this is May December, like prequel. It's crazy. There's a number of uh, <laughs> May December. There's like a, there's a number of things that happen in this movie where I'm like, <laughs> this is just. I don't May know December. if I like that. <laughs> like just because it's like yeah, that's like weird. morally, I don't know like if this sure. movie should be allowed. <laughs> like I don't think morally. Talking about like, should Ryan we Hoffman be showing show. our kids this movie? No. Yeah. Well, should that's we be showing adults about. this movie? No. Especially, like it should be. Oh, banned. you mean? Oh, you're referring to the scene where the babysitter just hands a twelve year old kid <laughs> like like an envelope full of her like nude pictures. What are we yeah, talking about? like your... all right. <laughs> well, that's like that's an adult yeah. woman almost. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to shift gears from crazy, stupid love. Oh, please do you shift. Are me. you are kind of like setting up the bigger thing that I wanted to talk about, which is that like every successful, not every, almost all of the successful rom-coms of the nineties and two thousands. And in this case, like crazy stupid loves on the border, it's 2011, but like same era, pretty much like, sure. even though that's only like 12 years ago, <laughs> um, all of these movies have not aged very well and often depict yeah. like romantic relationships that by today's standards are not romantic you know like in this movie for example the fact that ryan gosling goes from being a womanizer to like ending up like happily that. with emma stone and like <laughs> like, like flips a switch and magically he like doesn't objectify women anymore because he found she one saved that him. Him. I will say, he that's the best him. scene in the whole she movie is oh, no like listen, she goes I, to his house 
Yeah. Of oh, course. yeah, for sure. It's like the iconic. Yeah. I mean, I've duh, seen that on right. clips too. Yeah, exactly. It's a, that's what I, it's like. A, it's one of the scenes. Clip God, this guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great, but I'm just saying. That's a, that's a time, and I'm trying to see Doug on. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that because all of, <laughs> because all of them aged, it, it, I just think there's something to explore about the fact that all of these movies have aged badly. Mm -hmm. The romantic relationships are very questionable, and yet people don't care about the rom-coms of today but they do care about the rom-coms of the past and there's a, a large kind of cultural conversation about the rom-com being dead which is this is not the first time that this conversation has existed like this also happened in the 2000s after the like 90s rom-coms kind it's of did Matthew McConaughey in the 2000s but now today people are quite nostalgic for the rom-coms of the 2000s including something like crazy stupid love and there's not like really a reason why there's not a clear obvious answer as to why the rom-com is like quote unquote dead by today's standards well it's because of uh it's because of like streamers like netflix killed sure. the studio rom-com sure uh, how much did this movie cost crazy probably a lot for the cast right yeah yeah well, that, well that. Most Fifty million dollars. Okay. Yeah. But um, and I get that. There, like it is. It is like mostly. It is mostly stuff that gets like dumped to streaming, except for like the select few. But then, like for example, anyone but you is killing it in theaters right now. But I think a large, <laughs> like I'm, like, I don't want to assume this about audiences, but it almost feels like part of what's so appealing about that movie is that it feels like a rom-com that came out 10 like you know what i mean like back when these other rom-coms were coming out that it's like some stuff in it is like questionable the lead guy played by glenn powell was kind of like finance bro assholey type of dude who like would be mm -hmm. the lead in like a 2000s rom-com you know and it's like he's like a wet paper bag yeah and it's like straight white couple like just no real diversity in the you know what i mean like i'm well, like, these are all like well there is diversity there's a lesbian marriage so. yeah yeah but like they you know those characters You're not seen that in 2011 barely, yeah those characters are barely like characters <laughs> you know what i mean like I, but just like it has all the trademarks mm -hmm. of a rom-com that came yeah out. no it reminded and, me of something i would watch like uh multiple times on like netflix um it reminded me of like a netflix thing that i would watch you're talking yeah. about anyone but you or crazy stupid yeah Boys? anyone but yeah. you i think crazy stupid love also applies it reminds me of like something that i would just like find as well, a that's uh, young person just like yeah. scrolling on netflix um it those are the vibes yeah, the reason know. why they don't really make stuff like that anymore is because it makes way more sense from the bottom do dollar, despite whatever us like delusional people that just like love cinema as an art form in the movie theaters and stuff will tell ourselves about like, oh, like anyone but you is making so much money at the box office. It's like that's it is the exception and not the rule, I, I would argue, yeah. Um, yeah. because at the end of the day, it makes way more sense and way more people are going to watch like whatever Netflix romance film that the worst director in the world is directing and does like a three week shoot on, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. I like those like feel... red, white and blue, whatever. Yeah. Like shit like that. Yeah. 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 yeah but purple I, hearts. You watched that know. one, Kevin. 
I did not. I skipped that one. Uh, that one was too, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> that looks I, did watch, I did watch Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I thought was uh, really bad, but I get why people enjoy <laughs> it. Um, I, it's just, I get what you're saying, and what you're saying makes complete sense, but I just think there's like more stuff there, and for example, like more appetite for it, but I don't know how it gets to people outside of something like anyone but you because for example when you talk about like making rom-coms in the modern day and perhaps making something much more diverse crazy rich asians which that was big on netflix too you could say it's not a good movie but it made like 250 million dollars in the box like crushed it because Mm -hmm. it was like you know like uh, an all Asian cast pretty much and like a big cultural moment. And and I don't know that you can like just keep replicating something like that over and over again to keep having rom-coms be successful. But I, and you, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's like an audience for uh, making more rom-coms that aren't just straight white couples and like kind of the same thing that we've always seen. Yeah. Like crazy rich Asians, uh, that is like kind of another exception to the rule in the sense that sure. it's like you said, like it's like, oh, it's an all Asian cast, but that was like um, like 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 uh, studio executives. I'm I'm I'm, I'm this is a stipulation, but like uh, like studio executives like sat down and were like, oh, this is like a really like somebody just had a really good idea and was like, oh, this is a very marketable idea that we could do right now, and would this is also in 2018. That was a yeah, pretty no, long time I mean, ago. I'm sure, um, but that's like a decade ago. Yeah, I, I just do you think that it's possible that in a post anyone but you world, if you were to get if you were to get like real stars, Will that, Cluck has struck the second tower. No, <laughs> All right. I'm just saying, like, you think that you can get real stars and market rom-coms the way that they did anyone but you and replicate that same success like do you think there could be yes. a movie in 2025 i think if tom holland if you put tom holland and, and zendaya some... no and zendaya no no i'm yeah. serious tom holland and zendaya and the next will gluck picture that shit's making a lot of money right? yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah. there's a room for slopless mindless entertainment because people love that shit right yeah people eat that just... Yeah, I just want somewhat of a rom-com renaissance, but I want that to be a cultural thing and not a quality thing because I don't think that the quality... No, 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 but because I'm saying I don't think the quality has disappeared. Like, for example, this past year, along with Anyone But You, Mm -hmm. Rye Lane came out, which is like a lovely rom-com that nobody watched because it was dumped straight to streaming. But that's like a lovely, diverse rom-com that I think is a really good movie. So it's not that people aren't making good rom-coms. It's that we need to get people to watch rom-coms and people watched anyone but you. So that's what I'm saying. I want there to be like a cultural kind of like rom-coms or back type thing. This way, something like Rye Lane would end up getting released in theaters and probably wouldn't make as much money as anyone but you or whatever but Ryan like didn't get a, it was for it yeah, yeah it was like it was got like i think like disney just like dumped no, it on who yeah, yeah, yeah i mean who's the uh big lady the the, the director <laughs> uh nancy drew or uh, oh, no. 
<laughs> so no, Nancy. Here's the thing. There's actually a brilliant segue to Nancy Myers because Nancy Myers, she, the hundred million what, big one. The yeah, big she, fish, she, the big yeah, she one. had a rom com with mm-hmm. big stars, like a rom com that was going to Netflix was going to going to finance <laughs> with big stars like signed on like before mm-hmm. production was, started. Like yeah, it was a yeah. uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, like, like, okay. Um, and uh, Netflix canned it. They were like, "We're not doing this" because Nancy right. Myers just like demanded a really big budget. <laughs> Um, big, and that's that worth bringing up as well while you're talking about like the whole Netflix side of things is that and I didn't really realize how much of it how, how much this was a rom-com until I've heard people who have already seen the movie talk about it but <clears throat> apparently Hitman is like a, a real like rom-com yeah um, and that is you know getting a limited theatrical relate we'll see if it ends well, it's, up a, it's a netflix movie yeah yeah, yeah that's but I'm saying, well, yeah i think i think it'll, it's kind of interesting when you bring that up i think like an interesting thing that like talking about like um lisa, uh, lisa frankenstein i think if, if rom-coms could do really well if they did like a sort of like little like genre like uh mashing thing where right. it was like it's rom-com like a rom-com or, or, like disguised as like uh, action movie or something like that. Well, that's like, like pretty I, much what Hitman is almost. No, exactly. Like, that's what I'm. That's what I'm, I'm kind of bouncing off that. I'm like bouncing like, on that. I'm just yeah. like, I think that would do really well because, like, not not even a, in a way of like disguising it as something that's not. But I think always it's always good when you you just kind of combine genres to kind of maximize your, um, you know, audience. I guess. Yeah. Uh, the Nancy Myers picture had Scarlett Johansson, Penelope Cruz, Ellen Wilson, and Michael Fassbender circling the picture. That's uh, crazy. $130 million Nancy Myers Netflix thing that uh, lasted That's like a week. That's also ridiculous. Um, Nancy oh, Myers yeah. is in director jail because she demands massive budgets for the kitchens Psycho. in her movies. <laughs> Which like, yeah... That, that's a good point and you do have to pay these casts a lot if you want to get yeah. stars in them and i get that but i don't know i you guys get what i'm saying about like a possible no, yeah did you see uh the movie thing. with uh seinfeld lady um julia louis dreyfus yeah, yeah, yeah did you see that movie that came out this year um, I heard, that's a romantic movie romantic movie that's a romance movie that i heard people liked yeah, um, I know what movie you're talking about. I did not like that movie. You didn't like it. I, um, you're talking about you hurt my feelings, right? I think so. I, I the yeah. director looks interesting. So that's what um, I was gonna say. I like Nicole. I have, no, 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 no. I I didn't know who Nicole was, but okay. in after seeing this movie and after hearing people talk about it, I. Uh-huh found out that other people do know who Nicole Slopsoner yeah. is and yeah. and people like her movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, maybe if I was more familiar with yeah. the kinds of movies that she makes, because um, it felt She makes the movies very... like The Last Duel. Um, <laughs> she has um, a writing credit on The Last Duel. Does she really? Oh, shit. Yeah, um, so it was Ben Affleck. Matt Damon and then Nicole. I think they did like oh, you know how there's like parts of the movie. I think like each of them wrote a part, like a okay. point of view. So I think she had uh, that. Like, oh, final, uh, so the thing with that movie was like I was so watching it and I was like, this is different. very no. I mean, it didn't feel like <laughs> cool. 
while. I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's it like, feels like the last tool. <laughs> this is giving me last tool vibes. Yeah, it's just like a... last tool. No, oh. but like they, it felt very specific, and I was like, maybe yeah, I would, yeah. maybe I would buy into like the type of humor that she has and the thing that she's going for. If I knew that, yeah, that's what she I did a movie with Tony Soprano in the, uh, uh, in the early two, uh, 2010s. Yeah, I don't know. Like people really like her movies, and people who I follow really liked this new her one. Feelings. Yeah, no, I well, that's why I. Like, the only reason I know about it or like have it pegged as something to watch is because people. Yeah, like, I was just like a little it. bit confused by it i was like bored <laughs> because i was like these people are like i was like i don't really like these people and they're also like just like i don't know like like kind of <laughs> like rich white privileged couple and like i mm-hmm. now that i've heard people kind of talk about the movie after watching it i'm like oh maybe i just went into this and and took this in with like the complete wrong perspective but at the time that i saw it i was like wow this is really fucking boring I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah i was like i do not get that did, did you see that in theaters i don't know if they actually run i didn't see that in theaters yeah that was but that's like not a movie that makes money you know no I think no no more, i'm thinking more along the but, lines of like the the real studio like the star driven like, yeah, yeah, which like we talked about right. on our most anticipated episode. Uh, what was it? Project Artemis, which is like Channing Tatum and Scarlett Johansson rom com. Like that's like those are big you know, names. movie stars. Yeah. Um, I think the well, f- that I think that's another thing about the rom com is like the death of the quote unquote the movie, movie star, star yeah. is sure. like affecting that because those movies really are. You know, we talked about you're not going for the director, right? You're yeah, going you for the name, and yeah. when you don't have movie stars, especially movie stars that want to be in these kind of movies, um, it's hard to make these kind of things. Like I don't know if Tom Holland would want to do something like that. Well, you know? I wanted to I bring this up on another episode that, but we didn't get to it because uh, I had to leave a little early before we got to it <laughs> in the news. Um, but uh, well, about Sydney Sweeney because I think mm-hmm. Sydney Sweeney um, is. Kind of, being underappreciated like i think a a lot of people obviously talk about her as a sex symbol because um uh Mm -hmm. that that's euphoria yeah like euphoria and stuff and she um and and uh she has been like adam webb okay no 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 um (laughs) but uh like because that's very and she's like very beautiful and is very um like uh has previously been very willing to uh be nude on screen and that is something that is captivating to people right (laughs) um listen it is what it is i'm not um but you're just presenting the facts. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that Sydney Sweeney is actually really an interesting, like, like rising star, like, like a pop culture kind of icon here because she's yeah. so willing to, because we talk about like different people, like there's like the Timothy Chalamet, like, like wanting to work with auteurs, wanting to be in like, like the biggest, bestest movies, you know? Yeah. Um, right. And then we got, I think- we got Lil Dwayne Johnson over there making Spider-Man movies that, and and then I think that there's like Sydney Sweeney, who is like her yeah. mind isn't I need to be in a Christopher Nolan movie, I need to be in a Denny Villeneuve movie. I think her mind is like I need to be in, I need to be centered in genre films. I need to be yeah. in in genre films that aren't bad, that aren't bad, you know, sure. um, that 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 are about me, yeah. that people that like Sydney Sweeney are going to go see these genre films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is and so the interesting. Thing is, the thing I, I wanted to. Br- uh, this is something that I thought of while watching anyone but you. And it's a good thing that you bring up Sydney Sweeney in that way. Cause I think it applies, which is that like, I don't know. Oh, and you can back me up if you disagree, but it, it's almost we'll like, see. she's not 
playing a character in that movie. Like part of the appeal of that movie to me was that That's I was kind of just watching Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell do like, like a lot of people have brought up that Glenn Powell is amazing in the movie, which he is like, he's like, he kind of has like the it factor. Like he like has like the, like he can be one of the great movie stars of our time. Um, but like a lot of people brought attention to the fact that she was bad in the movie. And I was like, she's kind of just people being Sydney like Sweeney. Which that's is her, like, yeah. which is fun. Like that's what, mm-hmm. that was part of what made the movie so fun was that I was kind of like watching actors play characters that aren't really character. <laughs> like the characters didn't matter as much, and I think that's I, an appeal in like older rom coms as well. I think we could even yeah. carry that over. This isn't a rom com. This is a horror movie, but I think that even carries over if you watch the trailer for Immaculate. Um, I saw some people talking about how, like, in that trailer, Sydney Sweeney's playing like a nun from the past, but she's still talking in that fucking West Coast, we like, don't like, want to see like California Sydney accent. Sweeney, no one wants to see <laughs> yeah. Sydney Sweeney give her like best like nun performance. You know, they want <laughs> right. to see Sydney Sweeney as a nun. It's a different yeah. thing. It's yeah, no, I, that movie was interesting. I I don't know. I think she's fun. I think she's really fun in that movie. I think Glenn Powell. Um, Richard Linklater kind of grew him up in a bottle and was like, hey, we need Matthew McConaughey too. And that's yeah. kind of what he, you know, that's what he is in that new uh, Linklater movie. Everybody wants some. He's like, this is my next Matthew McConaughey. Um, well, and Matthew McConaughey, a big rom-com guy at the early start of his career. So it makes total sense that that kind of style of actor um, really transitions well. And he's in uh, that one movie with... Um, What's her face? Um, is set it up with uh, the right, yeah. uh, which is like, really uh, fun. I like that movie a, a lot. Rom-com. Yeah, I like that also movie. like a streaming rom com though. But yeah. yeah, also another one that you probably find on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's just, uh... um, but that movie is really fun because that movie is really fun. Uh, that movie is really fun because those two, the lead, the leads there are really great and yeah. really fun. And the thing I think with um, Crazy Stupid Love is there's almost so many things. Yeah, there's I was only, gonna. I was gonna there's just. So many, there's so love. many um, different storylines that if you're, it's kind of like an anthology. It's an anthology film in a way that like you have to love all the parts, or you're not gonna love the whole movie. And I struggle to love all the parts. I think like, I don't hate any of the parts, but there's just some parts where I'm like, I'm waiting for the next. I'm waiting to go back to the stuff I'm actually interested in. And I think yeah. it's tough for a movie that's kind of just purely entertainment for to have sections of the movie where i'm like i don't really care i want to skip over this part you know yeah that's just a, it's, it's, a, all it's interesting because i just have such a like different perspective but i think so much of it comes from how i experience these movies growing up sure. and like how i feel about them as a whole and how much of like their bad parts are are kind of <laughs> part of their appeal to me Um, yeah like i'm like i don't like i almost like i almost want rom-coms to have bad subplots sometimes (laughs) i'm just like this is what this is just like what happens in them you know like there's just like qualities about these movies that i think are bad in a way that will always Mm -hmm. attract me because like you said they're all such watchable you're a trash sniffer 
um well that's a bit of a that's a bit rude i would think <laughs> you know i i, have I, mean, I think it makes but... sense i think i think it totally is like applicable in like this sentence yeah i i don't know i i want I to circle back i want to circle back because i'm curious if there's anything at all in crazy stupid love that you guys want to touch on before we draft some movies that are not romantic are there the movies tremendously uh misogynistic in a way isn't it mm -hmm. sure like like yeah. a like an off foundational like in that's like that kind of like four and a half stars like that's not what i'm interrogating but like don't you think like watching it like in a certain way where it's like not just like oh the movie's like you know it's like some jokes whatever it's like oh no it's it, it, more it's like it's like man. yeah like the like the people <laughs> that wrote the movie um were misogynist hey, is kind of how it feels yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no it's that i mean like it's worth pointing out it's also that's just how kevin you know, not, not, <laughs> okay no, that's not that's, that's not, not what, what that's about. not what i'm saying i'm uh, what i was going to say is kind of what i said before which is that like these are just this is just what it was for a long time and if mm -hmm. you go back and watch most of your favorite rom-coms you're like oh that's really weird um and you kind of just do that mm -hmm. all the time there's exceptions to Five the rule stars. like i don't you know i don't think that 10 things i hate about you has too many questionable scenes and that's my favorite movie ever obviously my favorite rom-com like there's not really anything in that movie that's like too offensive there is one line yeah. that's like wildly offensive that Portland. No, I, I don't think I could say that out loud, actually. Um, oh, but you guys, you guys have seen lovely. the movie. You know what I'm, you know what no, I'm, I, I haven't seen it. No idea what oh. you're talking about. Okay. I don't remember things like that. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, there's there's one line in 10 Things I Hate About You that's very offensive, but as a whole and like its ideas, it's like. Someone put it in the comments. You like, know, not. Yeah, sure. Just, <laughs> just repeat it. Just repeat it word for word. <laughs> hey, can we get that in the no, chat? But, uh, you know what I mean? Not, like, is this like, real? like I said before, there's just like. I think you need to That's figure out. Moment. I think you need to figure out what, <laughs> it, like, it's hard for me to put into words. Sure, but there are things when I watch Crazy Stupid Love that I'm like, I still love this today, mm. and and at the same time while I'm watching it, I mean, while I was like while I was watching it with my friend, we were you know we were on the phone like. Uh, talking through the movie, talking through the movie, and there were like several moments where Ryan Gosling would say something, and I'm, I was like, "Oh, that's mm. not it's yeah. like you should." I was like, "You should." You're like, "He stole my line." Yeah. Okay, come on. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Kevin, you know what have I you mean? seen? Like, have oh, I seen? No, no, no. Have you seen Submarine, directed by Richard Aoi? Aoi, not, but AOE? I should watch uh, it. Really I like that movie. movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I, this seems like a thing that you would that's, really. That's get a movie I with. watched on Netflix growing up. Right. I watched this movie for a girl, uh, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Are you that's saying that I would like it? Are you saying that I would like it because you wanted to bring up like another misogynistic rom com, or is this one not? No, it's not. It's not misogynistic at all. I was okay. just looking at the rom coms I like, and I was like, I forgot. Okay. This movie. Yeah, I let me look at the ones I like. There's yeah. only two of them on there. Um, feel free to. Feel free to throw them at me. Um, no, I, you know, I want to, I want to talk about Crazy Stupid Love because this is one of my favorites. He's not wrong, but 
but it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like hard to by Alfred Hitchcock. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. no, okay. I mean, when you put romance into Letterboxd, it's a little. You have to do romance. Little... You can do multi genre. You have to click romance and comedy. Yeah. Even then, there's some movies that pop up. Buffalo 66. Like, oh, not... <laughs> yeah. No, oh. my top rated when I do that is The Mother and the Whore, which is not. Yeah. That's not, not a rom com. Yeah, <laughs> that. Well, that's like this. This is like such a, this is such a total thing? tangent that I don't I don't even I don't want to like waste too much time on this, but I'm so curious what people's idea of a rom com is because I have such a like distinct view of it, and I I mentioned this um, friend of the pod other other pod movie draft podcast I listened to their rom com episode that they just did and I tweeted at them I was like. I would have vetoed like half of these movies and I was yeah, being like a bit dramatic. Yeah. I was being a bit dramatic, but I was like, there's some movies here that are not rom-coms. By um, my definition. But, but <laughs> I think, but I think it's because for a lot of people, it's just like, is this romance? It's check? Little, is this comedy? Is there, check? Is this rom? Is this calm? You know? That's yeah. Sort of but like, that's not like in the name. there's movies that are, there's movies that are funny and that have romantic stories in them, but I'm like, that's not a rom. Oh yeah, no, I get know? it. It's, I mean, it's yeah, kind of no, like a, a rom com. Is like, like a, it's like a slasher. You know, it's like a yeah. It like has to be genre. There has to be a. a, a Let's it has to not genre theory in this. It has to not be serious. Rom com <laughs> genre theory. Let's go. For like, for lack of like a better term it has to just not be serious like you don't want like i don't want to mm. cry during a rom-com and if i do i want to cry because of like 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 the ending of 10 things i hate about you which apparently owen doesn't remember but you know what i mean like that's like that's okay Wait, that's but, that's the like messed up part well, well that's the part that would make you cry but um why would i it's well, like why don't i remember it I don't because you said you don't remember the movie. Never mind. This is, is that, irrelevant. You don't have to. irrelevant. That's an elephant. Right? Just... Can I? Can I? <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Can I throw some some names of movies that you've seen at you, and yeah, can you tell me him. whether or not the rom coms? Yes. Sure. Oh, okay. lovely. La La Land. No, not a rom com. Okay. No, a movie that is both a movie that is both funny and romantic, but both wrong, both that's calm, what I, that's what too I mean. much drama. Okay. Okay. Uh, poor things. Oh, that's interesting, actually. I would probably, I would probably say so much, too much sex in that. You know, this this might this might also be like a kind of controversial uh, view on it, but I think because Yorgos Lanthimos is like a real fucking director, you know what I mean? Like a yeah, real author. I'm like, it's I'm like, like these people. Yeah, no, is it too good make, to be a rom com? Yeah, I'm like, but that's the <laughs> such a weird. Too good. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and I agree. I just feel like "too good" is the wrong terminology because I, I, like I, I hate like those conversations where people kind of like diminish rom coms into this category of like movies that just like aren't like aren't allowed to be accepted as good. You know what I mean? Like they they're they're made to be a certain thing, and they're very good at being that thing, and they can Your ghost still is too be good. great movies. Oh. But I'm saying, yeah, like if you're if it's like a real author yeah, like making a no movie, Nancy I'm like they're not okay, making yeah. a. Okay, well, her name is Nancy Myers, and she's different. She's I I, I kept she's thinking like, yeah. that okay. Nancy Why, Myers like Nancy Twilight. Myers is one of like the five. Um, Nancy Myers is like one of the five women auteurs that we've ever had in filmmaking, and you keep disrespecting her on this podcast. Yeah, there's more like, than five women auteurs. There's yeah, there's more than five, but. Uh, not like many a, more like than five, mainstream, unfortunately. Mainstream, mainstream, like American okay, well, mainstream. ones. Yeah. Uh, anyway, go go back to what you were saying, Doug. About 
Lion no, are, those, are just... those the only two movies that you? No, had? I mean, I I had a couple of theories in mind, like the worst person in the world. Yeah, no, not a rom com. Um, but also, here's one. That, here's one that I, to be honest, Licorice Pizza. I don't no, think this that, is a rom com. That that's was, like that was drafted in the episode <laughs> that I was talking about. Same with Phantom Thread. I was like, I'm sorry, Paul Thomas. No, but like, I get what they're <laughs> saying. Funny, I get. What, yes, it is. That movie's funny. Come on. That, it's not that a comedy. Movie. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, no. Movies can be I, funny, I but it's not a comedy. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. I I think and I, think I don't going, like it. I think my problem with it is like <laughs> equating them, and I think that like you saying that, that Paul crazy. Thomas Anderson <laughs> makes movies like Ten Things I Hate About You is just good. like not like this. This is not the same thing. Paul Thomas Anderson's never made a movie as good as Ten Things I Hate About You, but it's not the same thing. Like <laughs> Licorice Pizza, I think invokes kind of that rom-com thing but it's sure. like i like licorice pizza is so um like not like well one it's not a romance film i think mm-hmm. fundamentally but also it's i don't know it's like a totally different thing i don't know meshes of the yeah. afternoon i haven't seen meshes of the afternoon i should watch but also that's i i i, I yeah. have a feeling that's an obvious no <laughs> what yeah, i'm trying to diversify our podcast no, i appreciate i appreciate com- doug for doug, what happened he just movies got in the doug's in the blur real- what is this shout out no shout out Doug for being a good podcast co-host and actually looking at the movies that i've watched a real prepared uh host anyway uh let's hey man, let's transition let's transition because i don't know how much we can we could uh beat up the rom-com conversation anymore Uh, stupid love good movie from my perspective Uh, Uh, or great movie from my perspective good movie for doug uh fine watchable movie for yeah i think it's i think it's totally watchable it's super watchable put on and uh yeah oh wait here's an okay okay i just want to throw out one last rom-com out there go for it go for it um pride and prejudice this is an interesting one because they brought they brought it up on the podcast as well this was drafted on their podcast I crazy. (laughs) I would argue no. No. However, no, no, no. However, I. But I, I think, I think the point. I, want to say it was Sophie, friend of the pod, who made this point, which is that the, the way that the book is written, the main character whose name I don't remember, which is really embarrassing because I like Pride and Prejudice. Not Darcy, the girl. The 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 woman. Yeah. Um. She like. She is a very like witty comedic character like like i i i'm i'm not describing it as well so if you did but i think i think it was like a fair defense of why you could consider it a rom-com but i don't think that that movie specifically like the 2005 pride and prejudice is presented that way um if pride and prejudice is a rom-com then the notebook is a rom-com yeah that's what i'm saying like i'm like Like, you can't like like these movies just hit a level like they hit a level of seriousness and like and like emotional weight that is not a rom-com like once you like hit that level of emotional weight i'm just like you can't just like call this a fun rom-com anymore it can still be fun and it can still be funny and it can still be romantic but it's not approaching remember we're approaching a zone where any movie that has any joke that has a single joke in it that's about a romance is a rom-com like yeah i don't know that but that but it's true because like i know a lot of people have that conversation where it's like comedies are very subjective because obviously like humor applies differently to different people but like 
it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that also, all movies that tell jokes are, are comedies though that's a, like comedy's a genre right it's not yeah, like that's what i'm saying like yeah. it's like you know we're talking like, about 2001 comedy. a space odyssey hysterical movie it does not fall under the genre of yeah, comedy exactly in the and you know what i mean as like we understand like yeah, that's gonna, no, that's gonna I, be the I'm, genre theory, actually. I'm with, yeah, yeah. We really know. <laughs> we really did. But down um, the genre theory. Okay. Are you guys ready to draft? Are you guys Are you guys locked and loaded? Yeah, this is a really I, silly draft. I've been doing it. No, it is a, the audience. It is a silly draft. I will explain it. So we're so pretty much rather than drafting, you know, say rom coms for this episode, we're going to draft. We're gonna draft. Uh, couples, romantic couples, but that appear in movies. Actually, it's a good thing we just had this whole genre conversation. (laughs) It's a good thing we just had this whole genre conversation because, yeah, we're going to be drafting couples that are in movies that are not romances, not like genre romances, like like clear-cut romantic films. Um, So any couples that appear in movies that are another genre those are the couples the movie that we has have. romance in the genre on letterbox yeah then it's, it's not it's not illegible it's not illegible um oh, i, I not but but it's, i have a couple of preliminary know. questions i have a couple of of questions about like, exactly what did you do what <laughs> doug doug picked romances we're gonna have, figure it out no 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 but I, I i yeah yeah i have a while while, oh, doug, figures, while doug figures that out i i want to run through a, a few things one of them being uh, and since we just talked about comedies are we allowed to draft movies that are kind of like comedies like like genre comedies where romance or the pursuit of romance is like the focus of the movie for example a super bad or a bottoms where like they're pursuing but like those are just like comedy does it have romance in the thing or no i don't think so but i'm just i mean i I think that's that's probably yeah i think well it's the same thing as like the matrix it's like romance is a part of the plot it's like the whole thing's about yeah yeah. the the movies are about love yeah. Um, the more but important, not, the more important parameter here, the, the more important parameter here that I want to measure because I didn't, I don't know if you guys yeah, have movies it. like this prepared. Uh, we are talking strictly romantic relationships, correct? Are are bromances allowed? Are we allowed to bend the rules? And here's the thing: like Vincent like, Halla is like, in love so, with that man. <laughs> sure, but like, are we talking about? And that's what I'm saying. Are I we allowed to change like, my romances list. or like We're stuff that's like about. not? defined or are we just i kept it uh pure he kept it pure yeah (laughs) (laughs) he kept it Uh, i think that implied romantic romance at the very least okay sure yeah um and then final uh, question off screen action but like yeah (laughs) final question if we draft a couple from a franchise, are we drafting them for the for a specific movie that they appear in, or their relationship through the no, entirety no. of the franchise? entire franchise? Entire we're franchise. drafting okay. people, not movies. People, not movies. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Just, just I just want to clear those things up for us and the audience. I am going to spin the wheel, and we are going to determine what the order is, starting with with Owen as the first pick. Um, and then Dude, I think there's like a fucking. Someone's getting arrested or something. Second pick will go to Doug. I'm on the back to back. We're going Owen, okay. then we're going Doug, and then we are. And going we're doing okay. And we're doing a snake draft. How many picks are we, are we doing? doing a snake draft. Uh, I want to say we're doing five. It. If we end up 
at the end of our five feeling like we want to keep going potentially, then we can have that conversation when we get there. Okay. Um, but for the time, for the time being, for the time being, Owen has the very first pick on the clock before you pick really quick. Doug mentioned when we talked about this, that there's a very obvious pick that we're all supposed to go for. And when I looked at these movies, I had no idea what movie you were referring you to. Us. Am I? I, told, I, oh, I literally, I told you guys. Doug okay. told us okay. this okay. obvious okay. thing, and I won't be picking it. But if Doug doesn't take it first round, then my ass is picking it because yes. <laughs> okay, fair okay. okay. What is what is your first pick then, Owen? Um, I have a bunch of like things on my phone, and none of you are gonna pick any of these. So <laughs> there's a couple I'm big ones that. I'm going to go with one that's like like a popular ass movie and I'm going to go with Jake Sully and the Deary and Oh, Alex. I had that on my I because thought I could steal that, I thought I could steal that it in the first on, That's like a movie that people have seen and people like that movie so like Man, I really I'm wanted that. I really wanted Jake that. Jake the Snake um and the Deary. It's crazy. Okay, I'm not I, even joking. On my I have my big board here right in front of me. That yes, is number yes, 2. That is number yeah. two on my list. I'm so I, frustrated. Yeah. So when I, I know which movie you guys are referring to now, but I forgot that you guys told me that piece of information. So when I was looking at movies for this draft, I thought you were referring to Avatar. I thought that's the well, movie. That when Doug said it, I thought he was referring to Avatar because I forgot the Matrix existed for half a second. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Avatar. And then he was like, no. And then I was like, oh. Yeah, no, I was like, I was thinking of the Matrix because there's four Matrix movies, and it's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. all of them are about love. Anyway, I'm thinking of Neo and Trinity for, with my my pick for relationships. Um, yeah, real. good start. Yeah, it's big blockbusters. Sure. Yeah, blockbusters about family and love. Um, no, truly, I mean, really, I, I two of my favorite, two of like my you know two <laughs> favorite movies of all time. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, great choice. Kevin. I. The reason why I didn't think about that was because I haven't seen The Matrix in so long. But that's oh yeah, we forgot you're fake. Yeah, that's right. right. You don't um, do your monthly okay. rewatch of the first Matrix? No, I should yeah, though. Yeah. I should just maybe I should just get it out of the monthly way. Rewatch and of, just watch all of, of them so that, that we don't have this issue anymore. Um, yeah, but this is gonna be a problem. I have a very <laughs> obvious one that I'm gonna save for now because I don't think either of you have seen it. But it's my clear cut favorite. Um, <laughs> For the time being, right, I'm gonna this. take I'm gonna take Sonny and Isabella from Miami Vice. Oh wow, um, that's crazy. Is, yeah, <laughs> which that's is not crazy. gonna be a, it's not gonna be a crowd. I got a thing. different Michael Mann movie on mine. Yeah, no, I know there's an I know there's another one, but that that's not the one that I like. I don't know, what, I don't know what he's talking um, about. Oh, uh, I don't. Know. <laughs> um that's such a with your first pick yeah i'm listen i'm looking at the list i'm just like i want to take the couples from movies that i know are like movies that you guys at least kind of like because i know yeah no i mean it it, it makes sense i know the remainder of my picks are things that you guys wouldn't even consider so like i want to get these ones Mm, out of the way first yeah, that's um, yeah, that's and i I think sunny and all right all right uh, hit us with the next one kevin yeah i'm i'm a little bit torn here because I want to make sure that I get like my my two big I love these picks. Uh, I almost want to do something mean to Owen, but I don't even know if he's considering it. I'm gonna uh, go. Not with... considering it. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. I'm Sorry. just gonna go with. I'm gonna go with well, something. To... My big board. 
I'm Maybe. gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go with something to please the crowd. Uh, a franchise pick that spans several movies. I'm gonna go Rocky and Adrian from the Rocky movies. Great hey, pick. Uh, I was pleasing great the crack. Yeah, pick, I think pick. I think the I think the no people way, listening will approve. Um, very like realistic, true to life depiction of a romance that that spans several that's, movies that's and, and has a has a lasting impact uh, throughout the franchise. I think I would have thought you went with Creed. I almost no. I was like picking between the two, and I, I yeah. You can't pick both. That'd be a little. I, no, I know. I can't. I can't. Be, I can't pick both, and I kind of love the Creed one, mm-hmm. but I know mm-hmm. in my head that the people listening and the you know what I mean. Like I'm like I need to. Oh, feel trying to win votes. Bit. Yeah, I need to feel just trying to win the people. Rocky is yeah, the more. The I, the that's the most. I, that's the more iconic. Bro is always trying to fucking. Um, okay, pandering. We're, we're swinging, pandering. We're swinging back to Doug. We're swinging back to Doug. Um, <laughs> with my second pick, kissing babies over here, Kevin. Because yeah. Jake and Natiri are gone. I guess whatever. That's fine. Um, uh, I'm gonna pick <laughs> Anakin and Padme. Oh, I think. Yeah. Um, I I no, I, I didn't yeah. know whether to go this or Han Solo and Leia. Um, I would I I had Anakin and Padme on my list, not on Solo and Leia, because I, th- I I mean it's I think close, man. yeah I mean the Anakin There's and a whole Padme movie stuff, basically so, dedicated to their like relationship, which is and, why I would also be like I think this is veto this is vetoable that's that's what I'm getting at I think yeah, I think I this is count that's like I think this is vetoable I think it counts I think it's allowed I think okay because my only thing they is like, Attack of the Clones I think you could just child. argue is literally a movie about the romance. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, okay. Yeah, so my second big one with Anakin and Padme. A little bit of a problematic relationship, to be honest. Um, yeah, a little choking, yeah. a little... Okay. <laughs> um, but those movies are good. Um, okay, back to you, Owen. Yeah, we are back to you. And you get two picks in a row, so... Oh! You can, you can load up here. Okay. Uh, Carlito and Gale from Carlito's Way. Okay, uh, incredible pick, actually. Wow, what a movie! I love. There's so many like great scenes with them together. Um, I love the one where he's like, ah, uh, he's like in the door and like, uh, yeah, they're really great. I mean, Al Pacino, De Palma. Have you yeah. seen Carlito's Way, um, Kevin? I have not. No, it's a yeah, sensational like motion picture. It's really kind of good. an all-time uh, uh, closing and beginning, like kind of. Yeah, you know, it, it has one. It has like the, it has like the good. It's kind of like wavelength. The Goodfellas frame, like um, narrative frame. Uh, what's it called? Uh, narrative. I haven't seen Goodfellas. I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. It's like it's like. <laughs> I bet you wonder how I got in the situation, kind of thing. Right, where like right. it, it opens yeah, at the it's end. Yeah, like that one like, movie with uh, Denzel and the and the demon in him. Um, it's really movie good. with Denzel, and he gets a demon in him. And at the beginning of the movie, it's like, this is me, and I'm about to die. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Okay. What is the back-to-back um, back picks? Speaking of Denzel. We're oh, going shout out. Doug, Carlin, and Claire from Deja Vu. Uh, talking oh, about wow. movies about love. Shout out Tony Scott. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tony Scott. That movie is rips uh right flick you guys gotta watch that one yeah i mean i've seen i that. know i, I really do i need to watch every yeah, you, saw it, 
before I, saw I told it. you it was good. So now you yeah, good I saw it before. It. I saw it before you were born. Probably I saw it. I saw it when Owen was like <laughs> in kindergarten. I want to say. Damn. Calm down, dude. That's, uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I don't know if you should be watching those kind of movies that young, Kevin. Okay, well, you know, in I, your twenties, I, I think I, that, like I don't know if you're yeah. ready for that. All right, um, Doug. What's your what's your third pick? Wow. So it gets kind of tough here because there's only three spots left and I don't know what I want to no, do. I actually am in the same situation. I'm looking at my list right now. There's, oh, kind, of four, so there's kind of four more that I want and only three spots left. I'm, um, I'm four more years. Four more. I want to just... Okay, I'm going to take another white couple. <laughs> another white straight couple, I guess. I'm going to take Ethan Hunt and Ilsa Faust from the Mission Impossible franchise. Um... Real. Like Faust, like yeah, yes, exactly. Like that. it's about the same. No, but um, like, is it like do they like play on that or no? Is this the oh you haven't seen those movies? Oh, <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the family. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's Rebecca. You didn't have to make a deal with the devil. Uh, yeah, actually, no. Yeah, kind of, kind of, in a in a way. Yeah. Um, these movies are so good, dude. Oh my gosh. They are, yeah. Um, I just considered as well. I wasn't planning on drafting it, but now I'm thinking about it. I don't think people. I don't think this would appeal to people. But there's a there's a there's a there's a meta element to one of these movies that I think is. What are you in a movie? What would make it? No, no, no. But I'm not gonna do it. There's there's a there's a movie I had there's a movie I had in mind where in the movie they're not a good couple, but the couple in the movie, the actors who played them, met on this movie and ended up getting married and i think that's really cute yeah, that um, what are you talking I about that, i don't think that serves the movie i was thinking of uh ryan gosling and eva mendez in the place beyond the pines oh, the place beyond the pines okay. um not oh, like they are girl. like they are like a cute couple in that movie for uh, dark portion, water or a portion of the movie but um deep water. Deep water. oh yeah deep water <laughs> the uh the ben affleck on a de armas film shout out yeah uh shout out. okay wait doug what did you just pick I picked so Ethan Hunt and Ilsa right, right, right. from right, right. the Mission yes, Impossible okay. franchise. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. Oof. Okay. Oh, never mind. I get, I get back to back picks. Okay. My first pick, I am going to take uh, another franchise one. Beloved franchise couple, I would argue. Dewey and Gale from the Scream movies. Okay. Uh, I think do we, do we, do we, do we. is what I want to go with. I think I, I, think I do like them a lot. Yeah. Well, spoiler. I, I guess I'm right um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that pick. And then for my second pick, like I said, I'm going to save my favorite for the last round. So I will go with, I want to make sure I get their names. Uh, Bud and Lindsay from the abyss. Which I just watched. For that the first time I, are you going to veto that one? Does that count? <laughs> Does it not? What do you mean? They were I, they were previously a couple, then they're stuck together for the entire movie. I guess if Avatar they, counts, it counts. The only reason I, this wasn't on my list because I was like, "That's a romance movie." <laughs> um, that's um, really, but it's like. I mean that's not really a romance. Romance sure. would okay, be okay, okay, okay. romance would be like the fifth genre in that movie. Sure. 
Okay, okay. I mean, that, a sensational motion picture. I love that movie so much. Yeah, one I, of my favorite movies. Um, that was kind of the that was kind of the second movie I thought of when I thought of this draft outside okay. of what my last pick is going to be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't consider. I get what you're saying. Romance is a big part of the movie, but it's like you know, it's first like and foremost, the, the, the big the climax of the film like is thriller. him saying "I love you, wife." That's what. I don't sure. Know. Like, yeah. I mean, it's super romantic, but like the context of the way that he says it is that it's like a thrilling sci-fi movie not really uh yeah okay 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 um yeah anyway i'm gonna go with them i'm gonna go with the abyss doug you have your fourth pick i'm realizing none of you guys um care at all about (laughs) anybody have on my board now um (laughs) well i did i i think avatar was the one that we were all eyeing and then yeah we took it with the very first pick um i'm gonna pick something cool i'm gonna pick flying snow and a broken sword from hero uh okay. directed by zhang yimu um flying snow and broken and broken sword are of course not the main characters of the film they are the couple that are played by tony leung and maggie Jiang. um that are uh, um and they have like a big whole drama thing uh they're like the two people that gently has to go to to help convince him to do the thing that the movie's about i don't want to spoil it um but yeah yeah uh, i'm gonna pick did that did you consider maybe that we're not competing for the same movies because you're picking movies that i haven't seen <laughs> yeah no i have considered okay that. I, <laughs> I just want that I just either, want, so yeah i just wanted to clear that up picking, <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't come on here and pick a movie that i haven't seen so no yeah of course not that would be silly um, <laughs> yeah i would never <laughs> okay Owen, you have <laughs> your final two picks of the draft, assuming that we don't extend it. So four picks four and five here. Oh, Owen. I have so much to pick. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I have to no, I'm just, I'm imagining Owen literally, literally, at, literally like a, on like, like the a, last round, you were like, oh, this is so easy. I'm apparently <laughs> I'm imagining no, Owen looking so at his easy. notes app and there's like one name like like one name on it and he's like, Oh, I'm I have imagining so much. Owen writing literally one names and nothing else. <laughs> like he just put five movies and he was like, Nobody's gonna take any of these and just didn't have no. any backup plans. I have plenty of backup. <laughs> okay. It sounds uh, a lot like it. Yeah. Oh, this is so know. silly. I don't know what to pick. Um, this is very silly. I'm gonna pick, um, uh, Prisca and Guy from Old. Oh, I uh, consider this. I consider so this. sweet. I love like they're like I, like they're like starting and they're fighting and they have their issues, but like their kind of resolution is so beautiful. Uh, I love them and Old. Is this kind of drafted? <laughs> Wait, so say your say your last pick first. Holy shit, Kevin! Um, <laughs> Holy shit, Kevin! Come on! Just... <laughs> and whoosh. bro, dude, what, <laughs> it's, what, like... this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening what is, right now? What are Dude, there's so many options. I'm gonna take. <laughs> We're gonna stop in his tracks. We, I guess, like, what are we? We have to banter, I guess, while you like 
read through your list. Uh, oh, Old is a great I movie. I already forgot I what movie he just picked. Wait, what was <laughs> he picked <laughs> oh, Mary Couple, The Parents and Old. He picked The Parents and oh, Old. Oh, right, right. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy. This is why I'll I hate drafting. Speed Racer and Trixie. From okay, Speed that's Racer. that's the that's the movie I was thinking of that I was thinking really? of stealing from you. Yeah, I was like, I thought oh. I thought you might let it go undrafted for a second. I thought about taking well, it from you. I didn't let it go. I was, that's a really good. In, yeah, I was in between a lot of walls there. Yeah. I was because because I was gonna say like I, I was holding it out for maybe my you know toward, anyway speed race was a good pick I, that like a lockout a season yeah I think that's I think that's a really good pick I um, love uh, those guys yeah I like the little the kiss at the end is really sweet um, Doug your <gasps> tentative final pick of the draft I really want all three of these people I have right now <laughs> no we could you know we'll we'll have this conversation well, after I do my last three pick. people is like a little. No, yeah. sorry, well, sorry. Are sorry. you are we allowed to take are we allowed to take couples? Are we allowed to take <laughs> I really want these three couples to have on my board? Yeah, um I think all of them are very fun. Not, they're I don't think any of them are on your guys's like right. I don't think I mean, you guys even like consider seven? any of them. Uh, are these movies that we've seen? Yes. Okay. Well, you said that about the last seen. one, and then you took fucking hero. Okay. Yes. Look. Do you okay? Can we push it to seven? Can we lock that in right now? Can we draft um, seven, seven couples? Can we finish the fifth round before we Holy shit, have a discussion dude. about it? Fine. Uh, I'm drafting yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring universe. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, not not at all something I would have considered. Um, don't look shit. at me like that, Owen. Don't look at me like that. What was that like shaking your head, bro? That was disrespectful. That was, that was fucked up. Um. Okay. That brings it back to me. What is happening? I am going, <laughs> I am going to take. <laughs> Holy man! Put this on the Patreon. Oh my god! This is like this is the worst podcast you've ever recorded. What are you talking? No. This looks like how a normal draft this goes. Is... Um, yes, and that's why drafts should be outlawed in ninety-seven states. Okay, that's a lot of states. I'm going to take my favorite one <laughs> off this entire list. Like the yeah, state of added a few. <laughs> Tyler and Johnny Utah from Point Break, the best, the best of the best. I and wow. the reason why I asked earlier if bromances were allowed is because I could have drafted Point Break twice for both Tyler and Johnny Utah, and then for the bromance between Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, equal equally great picks. But since we're not doing bromances, I'm taking Tyler and Johnny Utah. No, they have most, the most obvious pick in the world um they fucking rock the chemistry is unbelievable they're both hot people who surf it's like the ultimate mm -hmm. romance in a non-romantic movie um this is exactly what i i wanted to do this draft specifically for this movie um, shout out shout now, out now it's off the board uh if if doug would like to throw in two extra picks that's what owen said that that was owen owen um Oh yeah, Owen, you, I have, you have two more as well. Because I have so much like on my board. Yeah, I <laughs> okay. The my problem is I have <laughs> options, but like I'm not in love with a lot of these options. Like I'm gonna and I don't Kevin, know. Oh it's okay though. I can I I'm willing to extend some rounds, which means I guess Kevin's I go willing, again right now. Yeah, yeah, go. Okay, I guess. Um I'm gonna take another one for the votes, I think, and because of yeah okay i'm gonna go james bond and Vesper Lynn no, no. Royale, which <laughs> yeah fuck doug 
I don't have seven couples anymore. That stinks. <laughs> um, damn, yeah, you wanted to extend it. it. Sucks for you. Uh, damn, yeah, he's going to have a disqualification the, the romance, and Kevin's kissing or, babies. This is Yeah, the romance between James Bond and Vesper Lind, obviously okay. essential to all of the Daniel Craig, James Bond films that carries Daniel over. Craig. Spoilers ahead for the next five seconds for Casino Royale. Ah. Um, Vesper Lind's death carries... Uh, wait throughout the following four films. Um, kind oh. of like kind of one of the great examples of, of these romances and, and non-romantic films because of how significant it is to an entire franchise. You just said it the podcast before and we need to talk and now you're complaining when we talk. Do you guys even want to have a podcast? Like come on. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> okay. Doug, you're Doug, Doug. Your your only remaining pick, I guess. Damn, it's, Doug. Little, little. Uh, I'm so demoralized right now. <laughs> like, that really fun. That really just ruined yeah. everything for me, dude. Yeah, it sucks to um, suck, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, uh, I man, uh, if this wasn't going on the internet, I would be saying such rude things. <laughs> Whoa, okay. That's a little uh, crazy. All right. No, I mean, it's, not that, it's not that crazy. But that on the Um. I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I. You I mean you have one? I pick it. Yeah, but like I, I, I don't. I don't uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> guys. Um. Okay. I guess I'm gonna go ahead and pick the parents from the Tree of Life. Yeah. <laughs> um, Those people are horrible. Yeah, they're terrible. They're not. They're not very good. No they're one voted Doug. Couple. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I, if Doug gets a single vote. Our fans are hopeless. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm you like, don't know. You were you wanted this couple. You were like, oh my you wanted God. to extend the draft specifically for these people. I really wanted to extend it specifically so I can get James Bond and desperately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why man, I'm so demoralized. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. you should have picked okay. them earlier. Better, before you picked, like, some, yeah, you had five. You picked random shit that we have never seen before James Bond. Well, because I thought we were only doing five couples, and then I also oh, thought gosh. that we were only doing five picks. <laughs> um, Right. Well, not, those things are Anyways. not happening anymore. So okay. Ellen, well, yeah. That, or, rules change. Yeah. Owen, what it? What is? What is on your? Uh, mind? I'm going Ed and Sandra Bloom from Big Fish. Uh, the little Burton picture. Uh, really right. sweet. Uh, movie. I have some information about this. Oh. Um, I wrote what is, a little what thing does that mean? <laughs> while I was doing research. Like a poem. <laughs> a poem is not information, Kevin. Well, you said I you just, wrote a little thing, so I thought. Well, so um, Sandra Bloom also is information. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely Sandra is. Sandra Bloom yeah. is played um, by Allison Lohman, who is in Drag Me to Hell, right? That's where you might know her from. She's also in Matrix Man. And I was like, where is this um, actress gone? Because I think she's really great. And she has like a really, um, her face is like easily recognizable. And she was in like movies. And I was like, where did she go? Uh, because I thought she was really great in Big Fish and her and um, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor's relationship is really great. And then I r- figured out that she was married uh, to Mark Neveldine, the other half of Brian Taylor and Mark ne- like that Taylor Neveldine thing. And she like married him and then I was like, all right, I'm not just raise a family now. And I was like, that's such a bizarre, like random um, tie-in. But she's phenomenal. Um, that is my information. It's not a poem. Um, but Hollywood, baby. Crazy stuff. Hollywood, baby. Uh, am I going again? Uh, you are. Yeah. 
Uh, well, checking Fiona. We'll do that. We'll end it off there. We we'll get uh, it's a. Uh, oh, you don't you don't want to go again? No, no. Shrek and Fiona. Oh, Shrek and my... Fiona. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, you... we'll go. We'll okay. go. Something for the kids. I'll kiss babies too. Okay. Uh, uh Doug. Doug. <laughs> did you did you manage to put together a final pick, or do you want to void your final pick and only take six? It's uh, really ruined my whole night, and I'm not kidding. It's yeah, really that's usually what happens on our night. podcast. Yeah, that's usually. Oh, yeah. I usually out of every really episode. <laughs> Um, I could throw some at you. Uh, I, I no, have I have an iconic I, franchise couple similar to. to I James got Bond. it. I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. I'm okay. picking oh, Captain America and that girl. I'm picking uh, Superman and Lois Lane from Superman 1977. Marco Kidder. Yes, Marco Kidder. I see. Um, I see. Uh, which I will say, one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, I didn't want to pick it because um, it's cape shit. <laughs> Yeah. fuck superheroes but uh it is what it is i was um, thinking for you one of the options i'm considering now for my last pick is uh indiana jones and marion another big franchise iconic couple you know i thought yeah. that might i thought that might work for you um <clears throat> but i am actually i am going legend. i'm gonna pivot to uh, my final pick being Brian and Mia from the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? I think <laughs> uh, specifically, specifically, I would, yeah, specifically, I would say the first one because the romance is just like on their chemistry is Bought the most ridiculous thing ever in that movie. And then the movies turn into what they turn into and the romance isn't valued anymore. Yeah, but, that's what Christopher um, Nolan likes. No, I mean, they're great movies, but it's just that the first one is like specifically kind of very romantic um, and the other for- ones are kind Fortnite. of not for Swift. clip purposes and Look also God. for the for the listening for anybody who was listening to this podcast at this very moment and hearing my voice saying this you are god's strongest soldier and i appreciate <laughs> you for uh, uh staying and listening and paying attention i guess uh that's awesome we appreciate you um can we recap now but can we do it in the order of our picks <laughs> starting with okay <laughs> Starting, starting the <laughs> we have, uh i picked uh jake and atiri from the avatar franchise whoa what was that noise Did you just what i didn't hear shit i think uh, i think <laughs> I, I think a worm got into it you ear. used a taser you want me to go again yeah oh no i mean <laughs> this is so- did y'all get that <laughs> I picked Neo and Trinity from The Matrix. Okay. Uh, I took Sonny and Isabella from Miami Vice. And then I took Rocky and Adrian from Rocky. Anakin and Padme from Star Wars. I think I took, okay, Carlito and Gale from Carlito's Way. (laughs) Then you took another one. Oh. Guys. <laughs> As we are, I want to remind everybody listening, we are 53 episodes into this run of podcasting. We've been doing this for over a year now, unprofessionally, by the way, as you can tell. But 53 episodes worth of of doing this. <laughs> several, several drafts 
Um, I want to say somewhere around 200 plus hours of recording. Uh, but, but but still, just something, just just necessary context while I would read the text pick for everybody. Stop, stop laughing. <laughs> Just, you know, just something to keep in mind <laughs> for the listeners at home. Um, if you're listening to this portion of the episode, there, uh, I, I don't know about other platforms, but Spotify has a very neat 15 second button that you could click about three to four times right now. Kevin, they can't clip. They're on the board. If you're if you're listening on if you're watching on YouTube, just skip to the news. <laughs> skip yeah. To the news. yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and your pick. Yeah, I gotta. I need a second. Yeah, no, that's totally that's understandable. <laughs> like a bomb went off. <laughs> okay. Oh man. <laughs> a lot of giggles. Okay. All right, are we back, guys? Are we no, back? We, we never left. <laughs> this is too, I, this is impossible to edit. <laughs> this is so bad. This might be our worst episode, and I'm not sure. Oh, in many ways, it's our best. Um, oh, oh man. man, this is uh, so funny coming off of probably or actually our best episode too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, guys that have <laughs> new subscribers, I guess is what you're in for. Yeah. Um, that's how the rest of the year kind of goes. Okay, so you drafted uh, <laughs> the Carlitos oh, way. No, yeah, I did, I did Carlitos way, and then I did Doug Carlin and uh, Claire from Deja Vu, the Tony Scott picture. Um, I did Ethan. I picked Ethan Hunt and Ilsa Faust from the Mission Impossible I franchise. Nice. I took Dewey and Gale from Scream, and then Bud and Lindsay from The Abyss. I picked Flying Snow and Broken Sword. From uh, hero, <laughs> sword, broken sword. <laughs> I picked flying snow and broken sword from hero. There you go. There, uh, yeah, thank, thank uh, you, thank you. This uh, and gay guy. This and guy from old the M Night Shyamalan motion picture. I had a couple M Nights on my list, but I went with that one. You got two picks, by the way. Alan. You oh, pick sorry. another. One. Yeah. Which one do I? What is my last? Is my last? This is what number is this? Leave this as number five six. and six for you. I don't believe this is how the nope. draft went. This is not how it went, no. I don't think so. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> just, just name another pick. It's okay. We'll figure it out as we go. This is only this is only for clipping purposes, by the way. It doesn't really matter how you say can, it. This I is just, so great. I just end like this. <laughs> no, the fact that I asked for like a pretty... I asked for a pretty simple request. No, but and to be like, fair, it's very confusing to try to to try to re-say the picks in snake order. Having, it's like, not. I didn't think no, it was it that is. crazy. I really kind of, well, uh, I just I have picked, my picks written down and how I, I know in I the order I picked them. Yeah, well, not about. everyone only did seven things, all right? Yeah. Okay. Um Owen. Did you? Did you? Are you? you yeah, I got Ed and Sandra Bloom from Big Fish, the Tim Burton movie. Gotcha. Oh, I have Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring universe. Real. Uh, I took Tyler and Johnny Utah from Point Break, and James Bond and Vesper Lind from Casino Royale. Um, I picked uh the parents from <laughs> Tree of Life. Oh, you know, meet the fuckers over here. <laughs> uh, uh, is that it? 
Speed Racer and Trixie, and then oh, Speed Racer and Trixie from the Speed Racer movie, and um, Shrek if the owned that from Shrek. Uh, yeah, and then I picked Superman and Lois Lane from Superman, and I picked oh. Brian and Mia from Fast and Furious. Okay, okay, I mean, we, we made it through. It took it took about five it took about five minutes, but we have recapped our picks. Uh, hopefully, people wow. utilized their skip button during that. <laughs> I want to now remind people to like comment and subscribe although i don't know if you want to do those things after listening to the past few minutes um but as usual you know like comment subscribe um follow us on twitter instagram TikTok. give us a rating on spotify and apple podcasts join our discord all of those good things we have now a busy news day to go over i had to leave out a number of headlines here but we're going to try to get through as many as we can um, a lot of this news is just casting news and, and new movies coming out. For some reason, there was about 900 of them announced in the past three days. Um, we're going to start with the big uh, franchise, I guess, piece of news, which is that uh, approximately four days ago, David Leach was in talks to direct <laughs> the Jurassic World movie. Um, just three days later, it has been reported that he no longer is in talks to direct the Jurassic World movies due to different creative visions. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta listen. I have two opinions about this, right? Yeah. Number one is like Jurassic World never needed to be a franchise. Um, sure. Number sure. two, we gotta take the franchise rights out of these people's hands because they don't know what, the, what they're doing, they don't know what's going on. Well, and we talked about this movie previously on the podcast when we learned that the writer from the first movie was coming back for this new one. Um, now I'm curious the fact that the fact that they're that he's not directing because of creative differences. Do we think that that it would have been worse, or we're gonna get a worse? It's gonna be worse. Movie Let with, me tell you. It's well, gonna be worse so than a David Lee movie. Worse. You think? It was this in the okay. podcast or did this get cut out where I said Jurassic World tweeted out or they didn't tweet it out. But the information is that they want someone that is just going to direct the movie. And they said, quote, I don't know who this quote is from. And just this is what the way it looks like. There's not enough time to work with new ideas. Is the quote. Yeah. So like, yeah. I'm assuming that David Leach wanted it to make it to make his more... own movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. To make it more like, like I, you know, like, like action movie, like, 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 you know, like, like how David Leach likes to like make movies. Bullet train with right. dinosaurs. Yeah. Like bullet yeah. train with dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 Um, and they said, would Bullet Train have been enough. a better movie if a if a single Velociraptor snuck onto the train and they had to box it into a specific train car and it was just like attacking people and moving from train car to train car? Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> if okay. like a Velociraptor was like ripped right his in it? head off, and maybe would have got like a. Star. And the movie ended about five minutes into the. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Next piece of news. This is a significant shift of gears. Uh, Spike Lee will be making High and Low for A24, a reinterpretation of Akira Kurosawa's film, and it will be starring Denzel Washington, the fifth collaboration, I want to say, between Spike Lee and Denzel Washington. Um, I know that you guys do not like this piece of news uh, for pretty fair reasons. I, I think it's totally okay that you're not excited about this piece of news uh quite honestly i'll get excited for any piece of spike lee news especially if it means denzel washington's involved um i also think this is a bit different because i, I think seen... 
high and low and that colors my perspective on this. I have seen high and low. I think making a reinterpretation of high and low is a significantly different project to take on than trying to remake old boy, sure. which is a very distinct movie um, for lack of a better word. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's much more possible to do a, I want to say modern day remake of high and low um, with Denzel Washington. I think this has much different potential than something like remaking old boy. Um, and it's Spike Lee doing it and it's Denzel Washington and um, Denzel Washington has, has given some of the best performances of his career in Spike Lee movies. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like they're a great duo. I, I think it has, I'm as, I don't want to say I'm as skeptical as everybody, but it's totally possible that this movie like sucks. And, and I'm aware of that fact. I'm just still going to be excited until I find out if that's the case. My skeptics, not even skepticism, my like just initial reaction being like, oh, like what? You know, that was that wasn't because I think that this movie, this movie is going to be bad. It's probably going to be good. You know, it's I mean, he's remaking what is by all accounts, like one of the greatest movies of all time or reinterpreting sure. yeah, one of the greatest yeah. movies of all time. But it's like uh, it's more so uh, I, I, I would just I just want him to I, I my gut reaction is that I want Spike Lee, one of our great American auteurs uh, to to make new movies <laughs> i think that's fair but also the guy's made like 60 of them you know yeah like he's made like it's just weird i don't know he's made like 50 original works you know <laughs> like, yeah, he's like yeah, they're, yeah. they're out there for the world like i i think when you when you put out as much as as he has for the span of like five decades or whatever you're allowed to you know do a couple couple remakes <laughs> take some Take some risks or whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's do. not the worst um, thing in the world. I just I think it's it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. This next piece of news, I'm curious how you guys feel because I don't know if you have seen the movies of this filmmaker, but Koganada's next film, A Big Bold Beautiful Journey, will star Margot Robbie and Colin Farrell. It's described as an imaginative tale of two strangers and the unbelievable journey that connects them. Um, Koganada previously has made Columbus and After Yang. Yeah, um, I've seen and before that some like YouTube videos. <laughs> I think this is good for Margot Robbie. Um, yeah, working with I, a yeah, real well, I think fucking director well, in Canada. Not that she hasn't worked with real directors, but just coming off of Barbie, it, she could have gone in a very different direction. Yes, and I think yeah. this being like the next big move for her is like a good idea. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think that more importantly. This is really fucking cool for Koganada. I think there's like a very, there's going to be a very obvious, I want to watch whatever is in, Mar whatever Margot Robbie is in next kind of craze. Um, and maybe that will bring way more eyes to this movie than if anybody else was starring in it. Um, he's worked with Colin Farrell. No, I mean, already, we talked about it earlier. Game. I think Margot Robbie is a movie star. Like, yeah. she's someone where, like, if she did a rom com of that size, like, that would be a yeah. big hit especially like coming off of Barbie. And I think it's like kind of a testament to both of their talents, almost that they want to work with each other. Like it's like for her to want to do a Coconata movie after just making oh. a billion dollar movie. And for him to want to work with Margot Robbie, is there a, a what happened? It's to that? the writer of the menu. Okay. That doesn't. Didn't, I, did I don't Margot think Robbie produce the menu or am I making that up? I don't, I don't think she like, did. 
I'm on the page right now. But she has some weird producing credits that aren't. No, she didn't. Will Ferrell did though. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. Um, Um, said okay. No, no, I I like like truthfully. Did she she produce Saltburn? Is that what it was? I don't know. Truthfully, I don't think that that matters, especially because the looking at this writer, looking at this writer, he's only written the menu. Um, so like, there's no telling what he does in a completely different movie. Like, this is this is not going to be a script like the man. Have you have you you guys haven't seen either of Koganada's movies, right? I've no, yeah, yeah, I've seen. Oh, Columbus. you have? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like whatever script he's writing for the guy who made Columbus is not gonna be like the menu, you know? Well, like, also, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but but the thing like is no, but but oh. the thing is like like Koganada wrote Columbus. That's that's sure. another leg of this too. Sure. But um, I just, I just, I don't so know. So when we say I like, oh, this is another, bag, no, it's just one of those things where we say like, oh, this is another Coconata movie. It's like, I don't know. There's like, there's a, yeah. a little bit of an asterisk. Like, I guess um, I just have a lot of faith in like whatever decisions he wants to make. Yeah, um, I, like I'm I mean, sure he could have wrote whatever movie he's doing next. He probably thinks highly of this script. <laughs> is yeah. my guess. Um, um we're, I, don't we're, I don't know we're judging a movie that does not we're not gonna yeah, see for three years. <laughs> yeah exactly um speaking of like uh newer directors next up celine song's next film materialists is a new york set rom-com following a high-end matchmaker who gets involved with a wealthy man but still has feelings for the broke actor waiter she left behind that is quite the description anyway more importantly Dakota Johnson, Pedro Pascal, and Chris Evans are in talks to star. Um, yep. Goodbye, Celine Song. Yeah. Unfortunate over. piece of news. Uh, it was oh, nice while it lasted. Past oh. lives, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, you should have stayed away from Chris Evans. <laughs> Dakota well, Johnson, Pedro Pascal. No, but Dakota Chris Johnson Evans could. Like crazy no, no. Crazy but Dakota trail. Johnson could like absolutely. <laughs> Save this project, I think. What are you talking about? It's a rom com. It's a rom com with Dakota John. What do you mean, buddy? My mother was in the. My mother was in the forest when she researching spiders. That's not even the. That's not even like you can't even compare those things. Oh, those are not like the. We just talked about how Sydney Sweeney didn't have to be good in a rom com because she's Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, Um, Dakota Johnson is like one of the most likable celebrities. Yes, she is. Mm-mm. You guys are on a completely what? different side of the internet if you don't like Dakota mm-hmm. Johnson or like Dakota Johnson's like people do. an annoying Nepo baby. Okay. Um, uh, this is a crazy perspective that I'm discovering. Okay. <laughs> um, literally everywhere uh, I go on the internet. He's not saving any movie. I don't know. Dakota Johnson. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. This is shocking to me. I everybody no, I know well, loves Dakota well, Johnson. That's fine, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't hate Dakota Johnson. I'm just, I'm just, I, I kind of, I think that she's interesting. Um, but uh, I think that um, uh, we didn't talk about um another very important rom com earlier uh that involved Chris Evans called Ghosted. Sure, um, Sixty yeah. Shades of Grey. What is that called? Um, <laughs> I, I would like to think that Celine Song, at the very least, has the ability to make a movie but better than Ghosted. Movie sucks. Um, Is Celine Song yeah. writing this movie? I have no idea. Because if she's not, then we've truly lost the plot. Let's um, 
Um, you know, we'll see. Anyways, uh, regardless. So, yeah, I I think it's uh I don't know. I was very excited when I heard about this movie before actors were attached to it. A mm-hmm. um, right. little bit less excited now. I still yeah, I still have some faith, but uh, I guess more than you guys, because I actually like Dakota Johnson and Pedro Pascal. I yeah. don't like Chris Evans, though. And I I think regardless uh, she, of she is writing the movie. OK, that's that's a little bit. That's saving with- a little bit. Another thing, though, is like uh, the thing with Chris Evans is like he's in bad movies. The thing with Pedro Pascal, I like Pedro Pascal. He's in bad movies. Um, sure. One thing I will in say bad movies, as, much Johnson, as much as in I bad dislike, yeah, as much as I dislike Chris Evans and as much as you can point to the previous like bad films he's made, I think there's a world in which he channels some of his only good performances, depending on like what kind of rom-com this is. Because it's saying that like she gets involved with a wealthy man and then like still has feelings for this like broke waiter guy. And if Pedro Pascal is the broke waiter guy and Chris Evans plays kind of like a like a wealthy, like asshole kind of dude, I think he can potentially like depending on what the jokes are like for him, I think he could be funny in a role like that. The way that he's funny in something like Scott Pilgrim, even if it was like 20 years ago. Absolutely. Um, I also think that if Ana de Armas was like a spy and if Chris Evans was kind of like a like a dimwit, like not aware um, sure. of the situation okay. kind yeah. of guy. Okay, like... we're going to talk about Ghosted. Congrats. <laughs> like that. Yeah. No, hey, thanks, whoa, thanks whoa, for dumbing it down. Think, no, I'm just saying like you're just like just bringing up another like Ghost. You're you're comparing Ghosted to a Celine Song movie. You know what I mean? Like this is like. Yes. Both. Like, and that, that, yes. Like... Both um, bad. Yeah. Okay. We're right. Great. Good, good job, Owen. Uh, Hunter Schaefer and Numi Rapace to star Yay! in psychological horror thriller Palette. <laughs> it follows Dolly, a woman suffering from extreme synesthesia, a rare condition through which she is able to hear colors. She's recruited mm-hmm. into a secretive cult-like industry of color design where she discovers the dark reality of what it takes to, t- to make the world's greatest hues. Hues. Um, it sounds cool. Like midsummer, but good, yeah. So, okay. Cool. How? How and how in like literally any way is that like midsummer? Other than the fact that the movie, other other than the word cult being used in the (laughs) Owen has seen one exactly one cult movie. It Uh was Midsummer. He has never Uh watched another cult movie since then or before then. I saw Heaven's Gate. Oh, okay. There you go. Um (laughs) no, that sounds cool. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Hunter Schaefer. What, what's the name of the horror movie that's coming out this that's year? That's that that joke was for the Camino Heads. Yeah, cuckoo. Oh, um, what did you say? That was indecipherable to me. He said that joke was for the Camino Heads. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah. that made my translator on that one. Uh, you're good. Uh, well, can you remind me, Owen, what the name of that Hunter Schaefer horror movie that's coming out is? Uh, cuckoo. Right. Cuckoo. Yeah. There you go. Um, you got the little teaser that. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Doug. I don't know. That was what Kevin did. Want to acknowledge you there? I just... No, I just I, I don't know why I did. I did Doug's hat. My bad. Sorry. You know what? Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that that's like back to back. Like. Horror, oh no, she's she's like, gonna logical. She's in her bag. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I mean, but they shot Cuckoo like years ago. Uh, but yeah. this, I'm excited for this one too. Uh, Numi Rapace, I think, is great. I think she's another underrated kind of actress that. She's quite good. Yeah. Got her really. She's not a, like a movie set or anything like that, but she's no, really yeah. great. She, she's she's very. She's down. really great in uh, I guess it's a Palma film. 
How do you guys feel about this next piece of news? Um, because <laughs> interesting description for a movie. Uh, Channing Tatum to star in a true crime story called Roof Man, directed by Derek Cian France. The film centers on Jeffrey Manchester, a serial robber who broke into more than 60 McDonald's overnight via their roofs. Um, uh, oh, my. Why did that happen? Okay, it's not great when he mutes. When what? Wait, what, what happened, Kevin? Did you guys not hear? No. It, like, muted. It, like, muted. You instantly muted your mic. What do you mean? Did no, my mic that? has been on this whole time. I didn't mean. I, I, oh, I oh, cut that's out. Weird. Yeah, I cut like, out. Broke the sound barriers. <laughs> Only dogs could hear. Um, I I described the movie, and then for some reason, the Siri on my laptop turned on, and she just said, "I don't get it." <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Very silly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think I think this is okay. The description for the movie is so strange i i don't know what like the tone of the movie is gonna be i need but, a trailer or something I don't but know. it seems like um one i love anything that channing tatum does two anything? i like yeah well i don't love the movies i love seeing him in the movies um mm -hmm. i i think dark san france is like a good director and makes good movies and he's I, is there like a falling out happening between him and Ryan Gosling? Um, well, Ryan Gosling wants to make slop, and Derek yeah, is still trying. Does not. Yeah, and like maybe Channing Tatum is like his new Ryan Gosling. Um, I could be okay. With maybe, it. maybe not. But I don't know if it means we get like a when you consider the performances that Ryan Gosling gave in in Derek's movies. If we get like a fucking you know like an awesome Channing Tatum performance. That yeah, would be pretty. Cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just something to keep in mind. Okay. Uh, Killian Murphy to produce and star in Steve for Netflix. The film Minecraft traces movie. a pivotal twenty-four hours in the life of a head teacher of a last chance reform school who struggles to keep his students oh, in last line chance you. while also grappling with his spiraling mental health. Uh, um, yeah. It, I don't know how I feel about him making a Netflix movie, but I know there is like news of some the other movie that he's working on so this I, will be like in a random edit in like seven years yeah sure um listen <laughs> the thing something to keep in mind about this is that as a as one of the world's foremost killian murphy enjoyers um despite his popularity he likes to just like do shit <laughs> um he made the delinquent season which is like like the, he likes to make like irish film still like back home like between like these like big christopher nolan projects and stuff he'll just go back home and work with like work on like these tiny irish films that like nobody outside of ireland watches and they make absolutely no money and this is like a bit different i guess because it's a netflix movie but i wonder if it's like kind of the same venture except that more people are going to see it because it's just going to go like straight to streaming on netflix or something i just um, opened the deadline article about this movie steve to like you know skim it um yeah. the deadline website i don't know if you frequent it um not too often but occasionally I, I just opened it and it's like every square inch of this page is full of text and it and like there's so many headlines everywhere and i was like jesus christ that's why it threw me off a little bit that's why i, I see yeah um, um I don't know. Uh, no, does I don't think the deadline article says anything about a a director or a writer for this movie. 
Um, but Kelly nope. Murphy's producing it uh, yeah. and starring in it. So like, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it'll probably be, be a good performance. Yeah. At the, very, the description for the movie sounds like an actor's movie. Like guy spiraling with to, his mental health is yo, like, he's trying to be Paul Giamatti. <laughs> he <must be> Paul <laughs> Giamatti is so bad. <laughs> um okay uh Killian Murphy's zach, the holdovers zach efron to star in jody hill's thriller famous it's said to be in the vein of nightcrawler efron oh. will star in dual roles playing both an overzealous fan and a hollywood heartthrob oh that's fun um that's, that's really cool. fun like that's cool. pro this pro this uh, yeah yes. like if it means that don't do night but it'd be better no, than no. Nightcrawler. well it doesn't Sorry, have dan gilroy <laughs> No, yeah, that's fair. Like talking about the movie Nightcrawler, but in terms of oh, like, I mean, performance, Jake you know, really that's great, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like if Zac Efron gives like a Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler type of performance, that would fucking mm-hmm. rock. Like that would be really cool. Yeah, Zac, uh, he needs this. He's so good, though. He's on the he's up and so up. good. Like I'm so I he I've been this. saying this for so long, and I hope that this is like now the cultural conversation post Iron Claws. Just like this guy's really fucking good at acting. Yeah, I mean um, Zac Zac Efron's stock is um kind of going through the roof. Yeah, right it's now. like at, it's at the height. So, um, don't mess it up. Is, yeah, this is fucking awesome. I hope he just keeps making like fucking shit like this, <laughs> like like where he could really act because he he makes he a lot work of with a like, real guy though. Yeah, well, the Iron Claw's a real guy. You haven't seen this other movie. No, but people, I mean like, but like, like, like I mean like a a big real sure. guy, like a, sure. I mean he, like a name, you know. And and I think that's possible. And after the Iron Claw, I mean, people, it was like an award season movie. It didn't get Oscar nominations, but important people watched the movie. People, oh yeah, 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 it was yeah, it was big. I'm they were like, I'd want to, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, it'd be interesting to prefer to see him like take take a big role though. Yeah, like, I would step. love. I mean, I would love it. Like, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this is cool because like, oh, one side of it is he's playing a Hollywood heartthrob, which is just kind of like young Zach and Franz career already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like he knows how to do that, but then like the also playing a fan at the same time. Um, yeah, I think that's the most interesting part yeah, of the uh, cool. the gig is the dual role thing. Yeah. Kevin, do you have this piece of news um, on your list? Uh, Scarlett Johansson to star in true crime thriller Featherwood about prized FBI informant who infiltrated neo-Nazi gang the Aryan Brotherhood. Andrea Arnold directing. I do not have that piece. Of, is that like very new? <laughs> yeah, that's today. It's from today. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I do not have that, but that's... <laughs> that sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, that sounds cool. Have um, you seen, are you familiar with uh, Andrea or I don't know how you say it, Andrea or Andrea uh, Arnold's films or work? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I... Oh, she's the one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I did see this piece of news, but I don't remember seeing Scarlett Johansson's name attached to it. So I might have scrolled past it by accident. But regardless, <laughs> I do know who this is because uh, she did uh, uh, American Honey, right? Yes, people, yes, yes, yes. She really did American liked. Honey. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Fish Tank, which also people really liked. So something to uh, keep in mind. Um, uh, that's just really cool. And I believe our co host, Owen Hates Movies, has passed away. <laughs> Yeah, tragically he, he's fallen off <laughs> for, for listeners of the pod owen has disappeared from the screen um but that's okay uh another piece of news that like we don't even know the name of this movie yet but just an interesting 
thing to discuss. Charles Melton and talks to star in Alex Garland's untitled war movie at A24, which is crazy that he's following up Civil War at A24 with another war movie at A24. Um, But Charles Melton's the star of it, which uh, I don't know how we feel. But you know what? I've come around. Uh, I, I, I need to be that guy on the opposite side of at least Owen Doug, and I think you that. too. Doug, um, stop, 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 Kevin, listen, I, I'm pro I'm this. The, I'm, I'm back on the Alex Garland anti, I'm not in the anti-Alex Garland camp. I'm he in, should be. I'm in the, I need to see him make a good movie after the movie I really didn't like. Camp. He's never made a movie I don't like. No, I, I just, I'm, we're we're aware of this fact. The public knows this about you. The purple one I'm looks just, good. I'm just saying that I didn't like it, and I'm saying that Civil War doesn't look like a movie that I will like either. When he comes back and and comes. writes when he, he writes does. that fucking 28 years later shit, mm-hmm. and that movie is good. Hopefully, I'm gonna be like, oh, we're back. Like we're back in the Alex guy because he's. I don't think he's ever been a bad writer, except for when he wrote those two movies that I don't like. Well, I should say I should say I should say one movie because Civil War hasn't come out yet. Hold the phone. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was kind of out on. I, you know what? I like pretended you were to be peer out. pressured. Yeah, I was like peer pressured and being out on Alex Garland because, of course, everybody hates men, which is fine. I think totally valid for everybody yeah. to hate men. I, I'm not going to yeah. sit here and actually Man. truly Somebody defend that. it. Somebody that. <laughs> um, but however. Okay. The, the Civil War trailer came out and then everybody was like, oh, this looks bad. This looks bad. And then I kind of like skimmed through it on Twitter and I was like, this looks kind of bad. And then I saw the Civil War trailer in theaters and I was like, oh, we're so back, guys. We're so really? Back. I saw yeah. it in theaters and I was like, I feel maybe even worse. <laughs> no, I was like, this does not look like a movie that I, I mean, I hope it ends up being good. Like, I, I want it. I, I, well, yeah, because you just want to see I'm reaping fail. off of you him just, failing. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just like, I really need enjoy that. You really enjoy really, like, important for my agenda. It's um, my agenda, like, needs this, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that A24 is, like, kind of going all in on Alex Garland, though. Kind of like they did with Ari Aster. Yeah. Um, no, but I think uh, it's interesting for Charles Melton. I mean, like, it's not, you know, he could have... He, I want to say he could have worked with a better... He has worked, now worked with a better director, <laughs> Todd Haynes, but... Um, Okay, that's not even up for debate. Come on, don't do that shit to me. <laughs> don't try to sit there and convince me that Alex Garland's a better director yeah, Doug, than Todd Doug, No we comments. Um, we don't have to have this conversation. Yeah. You didn't watch uh, you didn't even have watch you even seen it. Have you seen crazy. a Todd Haynes movie? Um, uh, yeah, he's seen Carol. Oh, no, he hasn't. Has he? Have you haven't seen Carol? Seen Carol? Yeah, I haven't seen Carol. I don't even know if I've seen You're just talking about things that you don't... Yeah. I said no comments. I said no comments. Yeah. I've seen the Bob Dylan one. Oh, but yeah, the point is, Charles Melton is going to be booked and busy in a post-May December world, which is what we want. Yeah, he should be. He yeah, should be. Um, that's good news. Uh, final piece of news that I put in here because um, because it's going to be a big deal whether we want to talk about it or not. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift plans to make her feature directorial debut after her tour ends. Dog. Um, so, um, listen, the thing you, the thing is the movie is going to make a lot of money. Yeah, no, it's going to be, this is actually, this is like really important. This is like a big thing for, yeah. And I also, I have like three more pieces of news to add. Um, sure. You can do that. Uh, I just want to say, uh, as somebody who really enjoys Taylor Swift, the the music of Taylor Swift, because I, um, 
Yes, yeah, yeah, because I because I think because um, I think it's catchy and I like her music and that's that's the end of that. But I want I, I should I'm going to clarify this on the podcast because I deleted my tweet about it. I don't like Taylor Swift like as, <laughs> like, a, the human as being. A, like the human being Taylor Swift. I don't like that she's a billionaire and takes private jets all over the place. I don't like that she's a she, like, sued that kid. bad person who like dates racists yeah. and like doesn't really care about her public image and like doesn't want to speak up about very serious issues and like doesn't. And it's just like kind of like, you know, all, all of the things that people hate Taylor Swift for, I also hate her for. And, um, and I really just find her music catchy. And that's kind of how it's always been. Like I've just never really been invested in her life or her relationships or whatever. And over the past few months, especially, I have almost grown like an annoyance towards her that is affecting my ability to listen to her music. Like the, the, the degree to which the degree to which she has made herself look so mm -hmm. fucking annoying over the past couple months has made me want to skip her songs when they play in my car, which is annoying because if you know anything about my Spotify algorithm, if I click play on my liked songs, it only yeah. plays Taylor You're Swift. You're gonna need songs. to find some new music. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean that what she did at the Grammys, and I don't know because listen, Swifties, um, they're not are, so. are crazy. Yeah, the Swifties are not like that's not <laughs> but, a fan. But I, but I, I just want to throw it out there. But it's like I, I think that what she did at the Grammys, I thought was so annoying, even just as like a piece of celebrityism. Yeah, I, just, I, just I was like, like a bit the... disrespectful to do at an award show almost like it's like yeah i like, got excited because i was like oh new taylor swift album and then i thought about it for a minute and i was like people are like having the best nights of their lives right now you know like people have like dreamed of like winning this award their entire lives and it's not even going to be remembered because taylor swift announced an album that night <laughs> um, you know what i mean which like yeah it sounds stupid because like there's obviously always big things that happen at award shows that distract yeah, yeah, from yeah. the actual award. So it's not like she's like some like this is like some unique thing, no, you know. What none I mean? of it matters. None of this matters. Yeah. It's just like a little weird and kind of annoying. Like yeah. and, and I think specifically to circle back to the fact that she's making a directorial debut. I listen, I I quite liked that music video movie. So that that's what I wanted to get into. Um, I think that is so bad. Like sure, from yeah, a that's film, fine. Like that, from a sure, filmmaking, from a filmmaking yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure, like, sure, sure. I think the way that it like, yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm not gonna know shit about Griffith. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. Well, what a fucking surprise. Um, I'm not gonna argue <laughs> that, that it's good. I I think that it's an important conversation to have because it's gonna have big actors in it because it's Taylor Swift. It's going to make a lot of money because Joe it's Alan. Taylor Swift. And and it's going to in Joe some Alan. way affect movie going or audience or something in the same way that like a Barbenheimer did. You know what I mean? It'll like be it good is, for theaters. Because, sure, it will. But also like some of those things that are good for theaters are simultaneously bad for theaters for the people who really enjoy going to the theaters to watch movies uh, example the eras tour blasting at every yeah, but movie I don't that think you it's saw gonna, which like it it's not no video? no it's not gonna be a musical i'm just saying like that's like a not even just that but like i don't know i just think from an audience perspective one thing that i noticed which like i get it because it's a concert movie but having all of like these teenagers who are obsessed with taylor swift go to see the eras tour and just gonna be like bad about movie etiquette 
It's going to be like not kind of like Barbie. Yeah. That's yeah. Actually. Well, that's what I wanted to say. I think that it's going to be, it's probably going to be something um, with like, like, like kind of like the politics of Barbie, like, like the fake, um, oh, like yeah, the fake sure. feminism of Barbie. Not, I, I think not, Barbie doesn't have like fake feminism. I, I just think whatever. Um, my my. Yeah, you could argue whether it's a fact. It'll or be not, like an. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's like, but the thing is, like, it's you gonna be like kind of like have like an, like be like be some kind of misguided thing like that. Yeah. But I think it's gonna be it's gonna be that. But like with a with like somebody that is so much less talented at making movies, Greta like Greta Gerwig, Gerwig yeah. is a very talented like, filmmaker. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just wonder, like, what impact... I guess I gave the wrong example. Is David or Russell going like, to produce? No, yeah. No, ser- no, seriously. Like, that's a I mean, possibility. Yeah. Like, um, I just meant, like, what impact it could have on just, like, our world. <laughs> um, like, um, not, like, our world, but, like, our world. Like, the world of us as the world of us into yes. movies um yeah you know uh, i don't know it because yeah. it's gonna be a big cultural thing For at sure. like large i guess it's just like i don't know how like like where we see that bleed into and like how that affects like movie going audience and it could just end up being yeah. a good thing like the like, barbie what thing will is richard brody like, that... say about it you know true no sure what will but, richard like, brody say about it that's true and then like, will he <laughs> get murdered for what he says about it right well, but like I don't know, it could just end up. It, it could just end up being like I like I was about to say, like just a net positive, even where like Barbie, like whether you think the movie is good or not, like people went to the movies this past year. Will uh, the after Barbie be nominated for an Oscar? No. Maybe. Almost certainly, if it's if people like it, almost a million percent, it will. People have. Well, Barbie no. was nominated for seven Oscars this year. Yeah, but you can't just like compare it to Barbie because like Barbie is like Greta it'll be. I, I think it will be mentioned in award. No, I know, but like too. you have to consider. I think I think you guys are like being a little too narrow about it because it's like Greta Gerwig know, know. is we are, we are, beloved by the Academy. Like yeah. has been I mean, so awarded. Hot for, Cheeto like, got a nomination. Like, I don't know. No, I know, but like you're saying this <laughs> as if like there are as if there's never been movies that people love that made a billion dollars that don't get Oscar nominated. Like that happens every all the time. You know what I mean? That's every Marvel movie. That's every like like this happens all. Yeah, the I think the fact think that that wasn't industry. Barbie is notable, and I think it's more than just that. It's a Greta Gerwig thing. Um, I, but I don't like. I think there's stuff anyway, there. I'm just, matter, I'm just but, saying, yeah. I'm just saying, like it's very possible for Taylor Swift to have a very successful movie that does not get any awards sure, attention. Sure, like that sure. would be the norm. But I do is, think but it's sure possible. you can convince. We don't even know what the movie is. Yet, That's true. So. We don't know like anything about it. Um, here's I what's kind of interesting. Idea. When what's his name? Who's the critic that writes for IndieWire? That's really big on Letterboxd. Uh, uh, David Ehrlich. Yeah, when David Ehrlich, I said his name so wrong. Ehrlich. When David Ehrlich, um, Ehrlich. Uh, Ehrlich, uh, when David Ehrlich yeah. gives uh, the Taylor Swift movie a bad review, like a notably bad review, yeah, is he gonna? Like, is, are they gonna dox him? Like, yeah, are they gonna like? Yeah, I don't know. That, like, you know, a lot of hypotheticals to consider. Um, uh, this could I've already up. planned out my negative review, so. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay now i know um there's yeah that's I think the end of my news but doug has two more, more things that need to get brought up number one mm-hmm. is megalopolis first look we didn't even talk oh, about it yeah it's it's uh, it's small but... no no i agree i just like uh, usually skip over like it's blue trailers or first looks or whatever for the sake of yeah you know yeah but I mean? this but, is like um but this is different i get that this is that's fair uh what was your other thing doug 
uh i think it's something you were gonna bring up too owen the the michael b jordan in the okay i had that here but i didn't know if you guys i'm really fascinated by the twin thing i was even thinking during this episode um not even like because we're talking about the romances and like the couples and i kept thinking about like dead ringers and like jerry and like any movie that consists of like two male actors mostly not even like on the jerry thing but like actors like two of them like du- mm-hmm. duplicating things i was like i want to make a movie when they're when duplicating a human being because i think those movies are very fascinating and it's because it's something that's existed for a long time it's kind of like something like especially like early on like movie magic and be able to like clone a person and have a person act like across themselves so i think like that as like an idea is really interesting and to add on to the already interesting like very uh this like michael b jordan ryan coogler vampire movie or rumored to be set in the 30s with anime influence like already very interesting conceptually um and then add on this like he's playing two characters i think it's felt really like fascinating news yeah uh, that makes me a lot more excited for the movie actually not even two characters but like he's specifically playing twins twins. that's interesting that's cool that's really cool oh I like really hope that movie is just fucking awesome. I think I I mean it has it has it's it seems to be well. I think the fact that Michael B. Jordan directed a movie like had a feature film like debut that he directed and the movie was pretty good. It was like successful and like well made. I think the fact that now he's like yeah yeah, and well received and people liked it. I think the fact that he did that and now the next step is going back and working with his friend that is a better director yeah Um, like that he's like one of those people where i'm just like ah, i don't know there's a few of these people and i could have said the same thing for the piece of news of koganata where there's like a few people that don't get brought up in the same like cultural or, or like in the same conversations with the like big new directors of our time that everybody kind of like hypes up. And I'm just like, I want people to talk about Ryan Coogler that way, but I think he needs to make stuff that's not blockbusters. Yeah. And, and like, this could be the movie where people are like, Oh, this guy makes the fuck like makes good ass movie. He's <laughs> like, yeah. Th- th- I mean, th- it's uh, like, we, we we keep bringing it up, but the problem with Ryan Coogler is that he made two black Panther movies. Uh, yeah. But like, um, he just has it. Like he's yeah, just yeah. fucking great. <laughs> Um, I need you guys to watch Fruitvale Station at some point, by the no, way. No, I will. I will. I'm really interested it's in Ryan Coogler. Yeah. And I think the fact, and it's like, I think the fact that, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan, the fact that he made that movie, right, with like the anime influence uh, yeah. uh, and, and everything. And it was like, it was like a well-directed action movie. The fact that he's like now like, okay, I want to star in this, another movie um, with my friend who is a better filmmaker than me. I think it's, I think yeah. it's going to really elevate it. Like they're going to work together actually as two yeah. filmmakers. And they're going to like, <laughs> I just love this idea of them kind of just like being one of those great duos because they have not made a movie without each other. Ryan Coogler has not made a movie without Michael B. Jordan in it. Right. Um, which is like crazy now that he's made several movies and his career, like they're just going to, you know, like there's like people who are like, I, iconic director actor pairings who over several decades made the amount of movies that they have already made together <laughs> um that fucking rocks like there's like a very clear connection between the two of them and they're like drawn to each other and like want to keep making stuff together which is fucking awesome i hope yeah. that never stops <laughs> the more i think about it the more i'm really excited for this vampire yeah. movie i think yeah. it'll be really fucking cool i didn't i didn't know if i should include it in the news because it wasn't like all new development since we've talked about the movie already in the past but yeah um 
Anything else you guys want to touch on? What do you or guys feel about the, the the fonts on the Megalopolis? Uh, oh, very um, specific. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I was just like because I was I, I'm looking at it right now and it's um. Uh, do you think this is going to be the title card of the movie? Um, do you you know like do you think that this like specific I, frame I is go going to be a shot in the film? Okay. Um, because like the font like the font is so specific. You know, I it's don't know. It's kind of like remind. I don't know if I'm listen. I'm not like an expert in these kind of details, but it's kind of reminding me of like a a video game font, like something that I would see. Interesting. For like a video game thing. <laughs> it's a I don't know. If you, I don't know if you get the vibe that I'm trying to like. But do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, very like blood Assassin's blood. Creed. Yeah, oh, Assassin's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's that's actually like exactly the game I was thinking. Of. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which one? Yeah, Assassin's Creed. Okay. Oh, did you want me to like pick a specific? Uh, well, can I guess he? Never mind. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, okay. No, uh, it's because I think you it's interesting. Doug, can I? I can. Yeah. Why? The... Okay. No, 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 don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that the um, that statue is interesting because I cannot tell what it is. I keep looking at it. I cannot tell what that statue is in the center. Yeah. That is toppled over. Um, I. It well, almost it's the fall of it's the city's crumbling. Yeah, I I think it's it's a, I don't know actually. No, you know, it's, it's I think yeah. it's a person, but like a well, it's because um, it's, it's broken. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's hard. But I'm pretty sure it's. I want to say it's a person of some yeah. sort. Yeah, it does, like a it more, is it like is it like a statue of Caesar? Is it like is it the Adam Driver character? Is I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it mm-hmm. looks fucking cool though. <laughs> Yeah, it looks. I just, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit, kind of like do a little bit of a analysis yeah, yeah, yeah. off. But yeah, the people, the people need to have their <laughs> Megalopolis update. They need um, their treat. You know? It was very yeah. neat. But, it was very but, neat seeing every single person that I follow post <laughs> this exact teaser, um, including myself. But just like, just I think Owen posted it like five separate times. <laughs> just like tweeted, just oh, took yeah. this picture and tweeted it out five times in a row. Um, and it was annoying <laughs> because I saw it pop up liked the tweet and then i saw it pop up again and i was like oh did i forget to like it and then i liked it again and then i went to his profile and saw that he just tweeted this it out a bunch of times and i was yeah. like oh, i'll just like all of them um, i run twitter man <laughs> um very, no, very smart think... stuff going on over at owen enterprises <laughs> not a good so, idea so do we think that this is going to be a, a still that is from the movie directly do we think uh, that this exact image is going to be in the film well, I it's obviously color graded. Yeah, so it is color graded. So yeah. it's not. It would be weird, be weird to, to be a set photo and they color graded it and like I don't know. It feels very much like a part of the film. Well, um, like even but even like like do you we think it's going to say Francis Ford Cop- Coppola's Megalopolis in this font? Oh, is this oh, is I, that going? No, to... I don't. Okay. I'm I don't, not. No, I don't think that's the title card of the movie. No. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's kind of what I was. I think it's a still from the movie. With yeah, with the it. With yeah, with it. it over it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wouldn't be like completely shocked, but I just I think it's more likely that this is just. And um, I I think the it. fact that it's color graded is very interesting. Because well, that means we're close. That mean well, um, I mean I just because um, we close. have talked we have talked where there um there are people that have seen this film that were, that wasn't, wasn't color that that said that they saw this movie and the movie was not color graded. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it seems we're cool very, ramping up. So, yeah. I mean, color grading is like one of the last, you know, kind of. Touches. Yeah. yeah, I'm very yes. This is man, we're it's coming up, yeah, dude. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, okay, we can wrap up there. <laughs> um, you can join us next week for episode 54. We're going to be talking about the much anticipated Madam Web, which was referenced earlier in this episode. Um, yeah, we're all very excited. Uh, and we'll see you later.